We're back. We're live. I know. <laughs> we're back. Are we back? I'm doing Bikes Laugh that was fun. for the whole audience. It's the whole show. What's the next show? What, for the next 10 <laughs> minutes while you're here? Before you, like, yeah, us. for the next 10 minutes before us. I go. Yes. Do you want to say anyone else want to do the show? Or are we just doing the Bike Laugh? The Bike Laugh Show. The Bike Laugh Show. Train. Pillsbury Doughboy. <laughs> yeah, that is the Pillsbury Doughboy that I'm doing. Yeah, we're not live. We're not it's live. on loop. This, no, it's not, dude. You have a delay. I, you have a delay. Riot says the show had an epic fail. Yeah, well. <laughs> Who says that? That is Riot. true. Tell him that you're not going to be on momentarily. Yeah. He loves me. Oh, he does. Yeah, He's actually psyched that you're coming on. He doesn't even know? Is he waiting he through the technical difficulty to bask in my womanly aura? Ask yeah. him that. Matt Riot, Cheesecake Lady wants to know if you're waiting through the technical difficulty to bask in her womanly aura. Answer now. Answer now. <laughs> Jessica, you can come on, on mic and camera, do the whole thing. Uh, join sorry, us. I'm still, dab, I'm still dab recovering. We're coming back. We're co- do the, uh, I'm getting attacked with a torch. Do this one, do this one, do this one, do this one. Right, and move the chair right in front of that one. I'm moving. That's the one. All right, we're back. We're back. No, Are we really back? According to Matt. Well, this one, this one works. That's that dude's chair. That's that dude's chair. Exactly. Yeah. Now we're back. Back. back live on the Adam Dunn Show with Cheesecake Lady. Mega Epic Fail Part 12. Part 3. Now we're, that I'm here, we can really start. Mercury's in retrograde, so. Is it? Again? No, Are you kidding yes. me? No, yes, it not. is. It is yes, till it the is. 20th of the month. Uh, it started on the 18th. It'll be all yeah. No, it's not. Uh, of the next month, it is. I feel like they just said Mercury's in retrograde every fucking three weeks. With three, 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 no, three Mercury's in retrograde. Like I'm giving you an excuse, kid. Would you rather me say that there's human failure? No, but you watch the computer. It just fucking. It did. It did. It went retrograde. Poof. It went retrograde. That was it. That was the power of Mercury. So, uh, Jessica, welcome back to the show. Oh, I, I actually had to come back because I, I missed the adulation of the fanboys, but they have such a short little span of attention, I had to come back. No, tell me about it. That's why we do it every week. You don't want to leave for too long, otherwise, yeah, they'll just be like, who? <laughs> but that's good, too. You got you to gotta stay relevant, otherwise, you're yesterday's news. I know all about that. So, tell us about the stupid new laws here in Colorado. Well, we talked a little bit about it when I was here before. Um, On Monday, the governor signed most of those stupid new laws. So um, I loved the NPR coverage. My my coverage will be a little bit of the anti-NPR coverage, where NPR blew a bunch of smoke up the listener's ass about Jack's law. Um, and I'm going to say straight up, the only reason, the governor, there's no way in hell Governor Hinkenlooper Bacon's track record would sign a law to allow kids to smoke weed at school. Yeah, no, he's not and, cool enough and for that. And that is definitely not the, what happened. He knows damn well that every school receives federal funding, which basically precludes them from being able to permit this. So they, they put, pasted a nice permission slip with no actual ability for any school to use it. Now, schools may choose to don't ask, don't tell and not disclose, but I have a sincere doubt that any federally funded school is going to use their federally funded tax dollars that pay for the school nurse to permit the school nurse to administer patches or edibles. So it was a feel-good thing that's been reported in the news, but what's really the meat behind it, if you listen to the facts, is that it gives the Board of Health the ability to crack down on doctors who are writing higher plant counts. So basically this is going to put the few doctors who will still see patients into a little bit more fear of God of losing their medical license, which 
if you go back in history and you know, I mean, this is my whole thing, that I know the history of all the bullshit that preceded. So if you go back to like 2011, they passed a law that said you had to have a bona fide relationship, relationship right. with your medical professional. So how can the Board of Health, who have never seen me and never seen my medical records, second guess my, at this point, six-year-long bona fide relationship with my medical professional? Right. That's bullshit. But I digress. Reality is that Chris Urbina, who was fired from his job for corruption, said that you had to have this bona fide relationship. Dr. Wolk is now saying that this bona fide relationship can be undermined by the Board of Health through secondary means to determine that there are patients who do or do not determine. So, so basically, that riot says he'll give you a bona fide relationship. <laughs> I want to say something mean, but he, you know, he's my only fan, so I got to be nice here. <laughs> so, oh, I'm sorry. I just saw that in the chat room and completely derailed me. You did. You derailed my fucking political ranting. Fuck. I know. James fucking is a big a, fan. Matt. James is a big save, fan. save your fucking diatribe till after I'm done ranting, and we'll see if I'll humor you. Um, anyway, um, basically, this allows the CDPHE and the few employees that have had a pretty lackluster employee relationship with the patients for the past 15 years to second-guess every doctor relationship and reject higher plant counts. So I read something, and, and maybe this was nothing, that, that they're specifically looking at restructuring the definitions around the chronic pain recommendation. Is that accurate to, at all? Yeah, well, they had a recent meeting of the um, Board of Health, which is part of the CDPHE, and they did agree to add PTSD. It's not finalized, and it's not part of the registry yet. It still has a few more steps to take before that can happen. But we're the closest we've ever been, so that's exciting. That is exciting. But part of what they did on the tail end of that, what, what they always do is they like kind of try to offer a little bit of something that we want, and then they fucking kick us in the proverbial nuts. Right. And so what they did as part of that meeting was to say, oh, but if we're going to offer PTSD... We've got to take all these chronic pain people who were really using their fake chronic pain because they had PTSD and were veterans. We've got to find a way to solve that loophole, which mm. is bullshit. Two separate things, yeah. Exactly. And my feeling is if I'm telling my doctor and my doctor buys this that I have chronic pain and I would like to use cannabis to treat it, maybe just because I don't want to take aspirin for a headache sure. for whatever reason. Right. It may not be chronic every single day but on the times that my crane is chronic it might be chronic and i might prefer to use cannabis right and i might i mean there's so many implications here the the basic general gist legislatively from the board of health both across the board is we need more tax revenue this is not being driven by medical need or fears this is being driven by industry lobbying specifically for these changes so that they can have more revenue and they basically it's a two double-handed sword industry lobbies for these things and then they promise the legislature that there will be more tax revenue if they promote these things so this is not being driven by patients it's not being driven by the will of the people it's being driven specifically by a small microcosm focused on revenue well and we can completely see that you know, look look at how things are, are getting shut down. And, and you're seeing, on the one hand, um, they're shutting down caregivers. So right, that's part of the same bill. Right, exactly. And then, on the other hand, they're getting rid of chronic pain. They're just, like, paring everything down and trying to focus everything into the medical market. Or, the, sorry, the recreational market, where they can get their 28%. Exactly. And, I mean, you look at it, whereas, you know... 
back in the good old days of 2008 when we just had our friend that we went over to their house and then we had to watch a movie on their VCR for a while. Um, it was $50, no taxes, for an eighth, right. you know, and that was the price. Then it was like $30 for an eighth, and it was still some pretty decent weed, or it might be some pretty shitty weed, depending on who, where you shopped. But, you know, it was like, hey, $30, this is awesome. But now it's like 65 again. Sure. And, I mean, you know, I still just have my f- own relationships with my friends and stuff and grow my own, which is how it should be. But essentially we have these problems where they're going to crack down on the doctors that give higher plant counts, and they're going to crack down on the number of patients that can be registered to a caregiver. So the but you it's it's ridiculous because they're trying to say, you know, there are only roughly a little under just shy of 4,000 registered caregivers in the state of Colorado. Okay. There are well over 4,000 registered licensed businesses right. that have a lot higher plant counts than these 4,000 caregivers. Right. And they're trying to implicate the 4,000 caregivers with no discussion whatsoever of the home growers who are outside the caregiver program, that this is the entire source of diversion. So is the, the, There's is no the way the sheer volume of plants that are getting found outside the state could be just those couple thousand growers. When you have probably 100,000 people in the state growing something, right? and most of those people are definitely not participating in the caregiver program. They're just growing as many plants as they want. And so what's your take on that? I don't have any problem with that. I say go big, grow whatever you fucking want. It should be as legal as tomatoes, and that's not my problem to sort out. What you choose to do and what you choose to grow isn't my problem to sort out. It's law enforcement's problem to sort out. I ain't going to fucking help them. Right. But I, you know, I also think that for us to sit here and all be passive and allow all these laws to pass so that now people who are wanting to do what they want to do because that's the right thing to do have more harsh penalties, more prison time, more serious felony charges, that sucks. And right. so I do feel like if we want to grow big and we want to grow plants, which is what we collectively probably all would like to have happen, we should stand up, have a little fucking balls, and influence the political process with some participation instead of expecting me to go down there and do all of this by my fucking self. <laughs> well, and let me, let me speak to that, if I may. I mean, I think, th- I think you're right. But the thing is, is I, I, I love you for your, what you do and what you go down and you, you shake your fist at him and you get angry at him and you tell him how it should be. And I'm, I'm 100% with you, behind you. I, everything that you, you speak to me is truth. Um, you know, but the other part of it, it's just like, you know, for me, uh, I would rather fight that fight out in the field. And I think that's kind of what you see in this respect of POTUS and, you know, catching the criminal charges now. And, yeah, we're going to have to defend ourselves in court. And, you know, the thing is, is that people don't want to be in the position that I'm in or Norm's in or Ed or Ryan or anybody else. Nobody wants criminal charges levied at them. And so the constitutional amendment legalized cannabis in the state of Colorado and it's explicitly says is that they can't recriminate it. And so a lot of this speaks to that. And I think ultimately, if it is challenged, if the people have the balls, it will be challenged and it'll be struck down. Well, and it could happen legislative, legislatively or it could happen judicially. But, and, I mean, on either way, we don't have what we bargained for here is, I guess, the moral of the story. I, I feel what happens is that industry and the influence of its lobbyists are undermining the Constitution. And we aren't standing up and saying, fuck the Constitution and Amendment 20 precludes 
any legislation. Amendment 64 precludes any legislation. The letter of the law matters, and the fact is we are writing laws that are not based on the letter of the Constitution. And we have had violation after violation after violation of the Constitution. I think there will be precedent set with the bill, um, the lawsuit filed by Kathleen Chippey in regards to the Department of Health um, stealing the $10 million of registry money. And I think that's a really important precedent that we need to see what that happens because the Constitution specifically says that monies can only be gathered for processing the registry cards, and that cannot be used for any other purpose. And so when they transferred that money to being given to out-of-state, and I mean this is the most egregious part of it, they gave a large portion of that money, maybe 60% of that money, to states that don't even have any medical cannabis program. And they're supposed to study cannabis in those states? It's just throwing our money and pissing it away. And it's stolen money that was a violation of the Constitution. So I believe we are going to have some serious repercussions if this does, you know, actually get a fair trial. I don't know if it's possible to get a fair trial anymore. That's the next question. Well, in 64, it's funny because 64 also says that nothing uh, in 64 affects Amendment 20 whatsoever. Um, So they are two completely separate constitutional amendments in the state of Colorado. People need to understand that. And basically every law that is implemented underneath those constitutional amendments has to comply to that amendment's writing. And most of them that are going through right now simply aren't. Well, I I mean, essentially you're asking our elected officials to read the Colorado State Constitution. I think that's pretty generous of you, Chris. (laughs) And... uh, you know, I mean, I, I can't tell you how many conversations I have had at the Capitol with various elected officials, and I'm not talking freshmen. I'm talking people in their second and ter- third, people who are term limited, and they are completely ignorant of the actual wording of the Constitution. And they don't like to have you tell them what the Constitution says because lobbyists have already told them what they want the bill to say. So it's really not about the Constitution of the state of Colorado. Um, it's about the will of a, of a very small, influential group of people. And that's what I, I've, I mean. I've been going to the Capitol consistently for eight to ten years, and I see the same consistent attrition of a few people who are willing to write bills, you know, Dan Pabone. I mean, there are people who we need to get out of office, but they live in districts where they don't even have, they run unopposed. And so essentially they can do whatever they want to cannabis, and that's a big problem. We need people to step up and actually run for offices and to participate in the primaries. We also need to change the state of Colorado to have an open primary law where the top two candidates from any two parties or any five parties or any seven parties, those top two candidates go into a runoff election in November, and that's how we decide who people get picked. And I think we picked. need to bring some light to the situation and put some you public pressure on the officials as well. You know, So I think in that respect, it just needs to be done you know, like Are that. Are we all rolling over? As opposed to, uh, you know, things need to be done in legislation, and the right people need to be voted in. But you got to understand that, you know, Everything is not a one-platform item for politicians. Like, you know, the, the cannabis fighters, some of the politicians are getting on the side of cannabis, and that's about as far as it gets. The, the old mentality is prohibition, and so they can't seem to shift their minds out of the old mentality of prohibition. And so as we gain some of these victories, like it's no different than Ed's case. Ed's case last year was a victory. 
you know, the DA did throw that case out, but no light was shed on it. So as soon as they had the ability to kick him in the balls again, they did. And so I think as long as that continues and there is no accountability with the mayor's office, uh, the the police department in the city of Denver, you know, because pretty much whatever Denver does, the state follows. And I think that's that's key to what's going on. Everybody here is pretty timid also. I mean, nobody's really standing up because nobody wants to get... It's kind of like everybody's in that zone where yeah. it's, it's like fucking whack-a-mole. It, it, yeah, it's literally like in the, the Dutch have a saying for it, where it's the highest blade of grass get cut down first. You know, so it's like you don't want to rise up a bunch. You know, too you don't want to get too good. You just kind of stay low, stay <laughs> in that mid range somewhere. Don't do too good because that puts too much attention. Don't yeah, do too and bad. I think complacency is really you know like most people will look at somebody else and be like, oh, <laughs> that's a bad situation. Sorry to hear about it. Good luck with that. And you know, I think that's for most of us. But if you really want to you know, enjoy cannabis in the state of Colorado like alcohol, then I'm sorry, the the people that are in power right now aren't going to just let you do that. You're going to have to tell them that it's your right, and you're going to have to prove these models and show that they work and they exist and that, that they're, they're fine. Yeah. That or it's going to have to go down, just like I said about the gun laws went down down south where, they, people, where yeah. they recalled them, and yeah. those people lost their jobs. You know, it's hard for people that are outside of our box in this room to be passionate about cannabis. If you don't consume cannabis, you can probably look at it and say, yeah, yeah, they might be right. You know, but they're not jumping into the fire. They're not jumping into the flames. If you're in this industry, and let's say if you're a badged employee and you actually have a grow, I mean, I'm a badged owner in the city of Aurora, and so I have to, I have to navigate all these laws, you know, and what, try to take care of business? I mean, it makes it very difficult. So when you're when you're worried about the laws all the time, uh, you know, and trying to maintain a business, you don't want to rock the boat at all because you got enough problems on your plate as it is. Yeah, I know for sure. And you can just be the next, like, uh, sort of model of their next uh, way to kind of change or fuck your people over because they always know, you know, obviously whoever comes out with a good idea, you know, and I and I like. It's kind of always like when you see shops when they have like you know buy a pipe and get a free dab or whatever. It's always like. How long with the big billboard or whatever? You're like, how long is that fund gonna last? You know, because you know how bad <laughs> it is already for everybody else, and you're putting it on the sign. And I saw that last week. I was just like, wow, they're putting it out there sometimes, you know. But you know, each person who does that, sometimes it helps, and usually, you know, it, you know, it just gets them in trouble in the long run. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, when you when you break it back down and you look at it at the opposite side, like there used to be tons of drink specials. Come in and get your free. Sp- first drink free at the bar you know or, or at the strip club or at the strip club or yeah. whatever so you know from that respect it's not that outlandish when oh, you it's not at all but yeah I'm just saying no in i the understand of knowing how well and that's the thing and and then it's all skewed to make look bad i mean it's no different than blue mountains you know i don't you know in 2009 when i opened my dispensary and i was carrying uh the, the cheesecakes from uh the thc here uh you know we I had people telling us we were going to jail collectively then. I had dozens of people tell me, you know, you're going to jail. You're out of your mind. You got this dispensary open. You're going to jail. And we never went to jail. We stood legally on our ground, and we, you know, we moved into a market that was highly regulated after that. 
and it's been overregulated. And here we are, you know, five years later, and you know, again, I, I'm, I'm maybe ahead of the curve. And yes, we do have a collective. Yes, we do provide reimbursement. Yes, we did have a clubhouse where you could enjoy those things. My God! Uh, but again, you know, those are all legal. Those are all within the constitutional. And I've had people tell me again, dude, you're going to jail. You know, and my position is, is look, I'm going to go through this court process. I'm going to go through these two court cases. They're going to get dropped or they're going to get uh, acquitted, just like my court case for growing illegal medical marijuana cannabis in 2010. You know, it took five court cases, uh, 3500 bucks, and a year of my life to tell Adams County that I, I can grow weed legally. And, you know, once they realized that they didn't have a position, they dropped the case. Right. So if you understand the law, if you're within the industry and you don't understand the law, okay, you've got a problem. I'll tell you that right now. Okay? Well, you've got to keep up on it, too. And you do have to keep up on it, and you have to stay abreast on it. But if you haven't read the fundamental constitutional amendment in the state of Colorado, and it's not long. I mean, it's like two pages. It doesn't take long. But that it has such broad shoulders, once you really dissect it down, that most of the legislation that has been passed underneath it, especially 1317, is, un- is unconstitutional. And it will take a challenge. It will take someone to step up to the plate. It will take a class uh, action lawsuit or whatever those mechanisms are to make that happen. Um, But until, you know, the people that are making profits out there, the people that are controlling the MIGs and the MPP, all these organizations, these lobby organizations that are all working for their own agendas, as long as their pocketbooks are still filling, okay, and the regulations are keeping others out of their pocketbooks, Man, they're on board, and they're going to stay on board, and you won't you oh, yeah. won't ruffle one feather with those guys. You know, <clears throat> they will stay complacent. They will collect their checks, and if you guys win the battle, good job. If you don't, sorry, you went down in flames. Well, I think essentially that's the problem, and I think so many people are delusional to think that they're that big guy that's going to make it through unfeathered, ruffled of their feathers. And a, a lot of the mom and pops I started with in 2009, you and I and a bunch of other people that I had people all over the state and I've watched them and it's, you know, every eight weeks somebody calls me up and they're like, we really thought we were going to make it. And how, you know, what now what? Now what do we do? Can you recommend somebody to help us sell our business to some big profiteer that has basically been cutting our throat for 15 months and we were in bed with them most of the time because we believed that we were going to be that strong independent that made it and the fact is the state is not designed for independent businesses you've got to have a bunch of these businesses to make it profitable Mm -hmm. or you're not you're not you know you're you're just struggling too hard to keep up with the joneses and opening the dispensary in 2009 I spent $40,000 I got two glass cases two pounds of weed and I told you to bring in your red card Okay, <laughs> applying applying for the same license in the city of Aurora uh, last year was a minimum of four hundred thousand dollars required in the bank to show proof. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I had to go through that with some investors last year, and, and they had to get the money and put it in the bank. But you're talking about your mom and pop operations like mine that could have gotten in with a forty thousand dollar check and some glass cases. You're, you're not even going to touch these models now. And as the states evolve, they, they implement the same models and make them more strict. And that 400000 didn't guarantee you a license. It was a competitive application in Aurora. Yeah, in fact, we were yeah. denied on that application. Wow. And you, and we, you don't get nothing back. So. No, we don't get anything back. In fact, <coughs> they, and now I had to turn in another application for the GROW 
uh, in the city of Aurora. So now I've uh, now again I'm a badged owner in the city of Aurora. And so the thing is, is like people, you know, a lot of people look at me like, dude, you got a badge. What are you doing? You're out of your mind. You're rolling in this club. Da 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 da. You, you know what? Are you, you know what? Are you crazy? No, I know my rights. Okay, I've read the constitutional amendment. I know the legal ground I'm standing on. I can go into a court of law and prove my position. Now, if I can just get the police off my nuts and I can get the mayor's <laughs> office off my nuts, I can go out there and run these models down and do them successfully. Yeah, no, it's and, and, and again, it's going to happen. It's just like getting the last couple people out of the way that are just trying to throw up as many roadblocks as they can. And uh, I, I don't even think those are our old enemies. I think those are our new enemies, the new infiltrators and profiteers that have come into this industry. The old enemies that we had have kind of just been like, yeah, it's fucking legal. The cops, I mean, the cops are on your nuts because of the mayor's Hancock, office. Yes, exactly. It, it's, it's not. It's not. I don't think it's Robert. And most of the co- cops are in the in the club rolling their eyes like, oh, my God, I can't even believe we're here doing this. Mm-hmm. OK, but they, they are. Be. Well, and I mean, you got fucking, what's her name, uh, Gaia, G- Meg. She sucked a cop's tip. She's been married to a fucking cop. And nobody fucking calls her out on that shit, you know? Come the fuck on. Like, you're going to fucking smoke weed and grow by somebody who sucked a cop's dick? Come the fuck on. Or if she didn't, she's a shitty wife. Come on. Um, I'm sorry I said that, but, you know, I just say what I think about people. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I mean, it's all, the, the mayor's office, look, when Linkhart was running against Hancock for the, the nomination uh, he didn't get it. And Linkhart had a very pro-cannabis platform. He was cool. Yeah, exactly. And Hancock was very anti-cannabis, very anti-marijuana. He, in fact, had a, a brother that passed away of drugs, so he's convinced that marijuana is the gateway drug. And so that's where a, a lot of the problem Oh, yeah, problem but don't root forget lies. that he campaigned at the 420 rally and had his picture taken there for publicity. So he fucking is two-faced as hell. Well, they both talk. They all take it. Well, thing, as it gets, of the mouth, it's so. funny. As it gets closer to election, it'll be like a flip-flop between whether you want to be behind it or not. Because you'll be against it when it's really has to be conveniently against it at that sure. time. But then right when it gets near election and they see that that could be the make or break, that's when everybody all of a sudden yeah. starts to become. I closer. think 2016 will really start to see a change. But I also think what. I mean, fundamentally, we need to have three things happen that are not happening, which is not just about cannabis, but about change. And it's that people need to get participating in jury duty so they can nullify cases where there is no victim, no crime. I've got two cases coming up. Please go to jury. I mean, this means you register to vote. You register to vote. You're on for jury duty. You get called for jury duty and you go and you don't say that you're there to nullify victimless cases. You just fucking do that shit. Yeah. And. That is what we need to do. If you number don't, if, and there's two reasons this is helpful. Because number one, it puts the fucking expense of prosecution back on the state. If they can't charge you, they can't get money out of you, and therefore the expense of prosecution goes to the state. All of the court fees, etc., are paid by the state in that instance. The more times that happens, the less exciting it is for them to prosecute cases where it's potentially costly to them. That is correct. Number two. If people are participating in jury duty and actually getting the ballot and voting, we need people to participate in primaries, and we need people to run for offices. And I'm not just talking about in Park County where I live, the ballot when I got it and I just moved there, I'd say 65% of the candidates were Republicans running unopposed. Now, the reality is the people who live it out there, they think that they've got the Republican Party knocked up so tight that I meet liberal people and they're like, I don't really vote because it's no point because it's just Republicans. 
There's no primary. They don't even have a caucus for the Democratic Party in the, in the county. But that doesn't mean the Democratic Party is a good choice. We need third parties, we need fourth parties, we need fifth parties, and we need people participating and getting elected based on citizen participation on small elections so that their names are recognized so that they can run for bigger elections. Yeah, and I think we need to start in city council in the city of Denver and really work that angle as well. I know we had a a concerted effort this time around. There was, you know, some people that were running on the platforms. There were some people that were getting behind those people. Obviously, it didn't pan out. There weren't enough votes there for us, but a little more organization and a little more push and a little more understanding of how this needs to be done and executed, and and, and it can get done. I mean, we did legalize weed in the state. I think also you've got to be, you can't be a one-issue candidate. You can't be a weed-only candidate. You've got to have something to offer to other people in the community, be it the education community, be it the anti-fracking community. There are alleys out there for us, but we're not making those bridges. We're just, you know, we stay so focused (coughs) on our weed relationships, but we need to be in relationships with people of color, people who are being prosecuted by the law, we need to be in relationships with the gay community because, honestly, if you look at where gay, the gay community was over 50 years ago, they didn't have very many rights. And I look at what they've done as being very inspirational, and we could learn a lot from them by getting a little bit more organized and deciding what we want. Half the time we can't decide what we want, and we get too pissed off right there before we get to the, the meat of the matter. But I think essentially there are enough people at a tipping point where it's like, We want this to be as legal as tomatoes, apples, carrots. Just grow what you want. Do what you want with it. And at the very least, alcohol. I I think that that's (laughs) 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 I think it's just a shitty (laughs) analogy. Uh, You got a question for Jessica? Um, I got a question for Jessica. Um. I was just talking to Warren the other day, and he mentioned a new law that had passed that was specifically lobbied, I think, by 7-Eleven or the convenience industry about no selling of um, anything that doesn't have THC in recreational stores. Essentially, you can't sell a soda pop, a bottle of water, a T-shirt. It has to be a THC item to be in the store. Where did that come from, or what do you know about that, or what the hell is up with that? That's actually been kicking around since 2013, since about February of 2013. Um, it was based on the fact that, <laughs> and this is going to sound crazy, but the first person who brought that up was somebody who wanted to say that liquor stores aren't allowed to sell more than like that little limon. I mean, they're not allowed to sell anything that's food. They can sell soda because it's a mixer, but they couldn't sell other stuff t-shirts promotional they could give that stuff away so the guy who was on the recommendation panel from the liquor store essentially said that you had to uh have things that were thc related however in that very meeting the the issue came up what about shirts with just our business's logo what about promotional stuff we're not allowed to advertise Anything. Outside of the business. Mm-hmm. So in here, we're allowed to have stickers, T-shirts, blah, 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 blah. And this was basically a backdoor attempt by the alcohol industry to, um, you know, and then I think 7-Eleven and them are wanting to get in bed with the alcohol lobby. So that doesn't shock me that they would want to prohibit 
things that they could compete with because they can sell pipes, they can sell papers, they can sell sodas and energy drinks that say cannabis on them. I mean, you drive past some little 7-Elevens and they got a big flapping one of those whatever the fucking wind things that says cannabis energy drink. And yet a cannabis business that's licensed by the state of Colorado can't say cannabis outside their own business. Okay, so we got a caller calling in. I think it's the last Vegas update, actually. <laughs> Hello there, you got the Adam Dunn Show. Who we got on the line? Hey, how you doing, Adam? This is Nate with Red Dragon Brothers. Hey, Nate, how you doing? We got the call from uh, our buddy Uncle Stoner there that you might be giving us a shout. Give us a little update on uh, the earlier... Um, info that we got about not not necessarily you know like we said we, we we're open to hear about what the hell's going on because it sounded like it was a a bit of a shit show anyway out there it's, can you uh yeah, it was pretty um you know hemcon definitely didn't didn't turn out how well you know most people expected and we're uh you know we're pretty unhappy about that and the effect it has on the industry and everything getting started out here um and I'm pretty distraught about it, you know. And we would definitely like to explain that um, any any questions that you guys have, you know, please feel free to ask us. And well, I mean, I think the biggest thing that came up, uh, I think when your name came up, it was about the the samples and all the not getting the samples back or something like that. I think that, I think that was the the gist of the story we had. Is that is that any of that get cleared up or? Basically, what right now um, we're getting ready to review the cameras. And we're trying to figure out exactly who it is, um, and we're going to release that as soon as we know. And we're working as one of the pinnacle people in the in the, in the focus groups in this town. Mm-hmm. We're working our hardest to help the people who got taken advantage of in this situation. However, it ended up happening. We're looking to help them and basically and, and get this taken care of as fast as possible, my friends. Yeah, because I mean, it's it is like. Uh you know, it takes a lifetime to build a reputation and it takes like a day to ruin it, right? You know, that's how it looks. In, in, and this industry yeah. is is pretty, you know, it, there is some solidarity at good moments where, and I think you, you're you hanging out right now with uh, Pony Boy and Medicinal Mike, I heard. Is that, is that your crew? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, I mean, as you know, like, those guys are all at every show and we're all, you know, we're, we all see, <laughs> it's like literally going to the same uh, same sort of like class reunion like six times a year. You know, you're like, Jesus Christ. Same, <laughs> hey, oh, well, my, oh, there's Pony let's, Boy. You know, and uh, so like pretty much every show I'll run into Pony Boy or Mike, probably run into you too. Um, but, you know, that's yeah, how. They're, so, they're great. They're, they're great friends, man. You know, and, and I'm really, really thankful that they, you know, put this opportunity. And again, I know who you are too. And it's, uh, you know, it's, it's an honor to talk to you, man. You know, honest to God, it really is, you know, and, and the effect that uh, that this is having on me right now, you know, I'm just trying to keep it together and keep my composure because, you know, you know, we're, we're this is something we ended up getting wrapped into. And again, we think we get it and we've got it pretty much figured out and taken care of. Right. Um, but we need to confirm that, you know, and make sure that the facts are correct before I go releasing or saying anything that I don't know. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just a family man, dude, that got wrapped up into this, you know, and we, I'm going to try my hardest and I'm going to do everything I can with every connection that I have in Vegas, living here almost 20 years to figure this out and make sure that it gets taken care of correctly. Sure. Sure. 
Well, you know, like uh, no good deed goes unpunished. I'm sure so you'll hear that again in your life. And I think absolutely, you guys had the uh, one of the few shops that were being you know cool enough to let people do the intake. And I know how these things go. I mean, the cups are definitely uh, have always had crazy stuff go down. Um, you know, in Amsterdam, when we've had times where the cops came, took all the weed, and they came back and you know asked us for more more and we we're like really more <laughs> like usually that's it you entered it once right. and everybody had to re-enter it and then half of it went missing and it was just like that same you know kind of crazy stuff goes down and hopefully you guys can get to the bottom of it and uh you can keep us updated too you can keep keep the number give us a shout and uh you know kind of like keep us updated and hopefully you know we'll help you crack it if the if, if we can yes absolutely thank you adam i appreciate that thank you guys for having me on um, and we will, you know, I will definitely be in touch with everybody and we're, we're going to get to the bottom of this as quickly as we possibly can. I promise the entire community have restate that because this is very important to us, you know, with Las Vegas having reciprocity in place mm-hmm. and most everybody from every state coming here on a regular basis, oh, yeah, you know, and be. being able to establish themselves here and have a good, comfortable time. Sure. This has set us back so far. And I'm going to do everything I can. And RDB is going to do everything that we can as a team and a network in this town, having worked and established and and worked our asses off, fellas, forever, man, you know, to, to help the patients in the community. And, and again, we got pulled into this, and we and we think we figured we know who it is. And once we establish those facts, we're gonna we're gonna get it all straight out. Nice, nice. Uh, we have another caller, but let's you can hang on there if you want for a second. We have a second caller there. Hello. Hello. Yes, you're on the Adam Dunn Show. Who we got there? How's it going? This is Alex uh, with uh, Team Gas. Hey, what's going on? Calling Not in from. Not too bad. Uh, you guys are talking about Vegas, huh? Yeah, we yep. were. What's going down with that? You well, were there. You were there too, right? Yeah, we were there. We had a booth. Um, you know, it was uh, it was definitely um, it was definitely interesting, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> Exactly. No, you never expect. Well, you guys uh, get anything kind of any problems, or it was you know skated through it. Um. Well, you know, every time you go into a show, it's 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 known that you're not supposed to be um, bending, you're not supposed to be smoking, and um, with what happened with Hemcon, we were all given an email beforehand, explicitly telling us not to bring anything into the event. Um, not to be caught smoking out um, around in the public areas, um, and we we complied. Um, we didn't really bring much with us um, to Vegas because of that, and um, we didn't have any problems. Let me um, let me ask you something real we were, quick. Did were you guys told that there was to be a two fifteen medication area originally? Were we told there would be a medication area originally? To my knowledge, yeah. no. See, this is I was in Vegas as well, guys, and this is my experience. We got I was I bought probably the last booth of, of <laughs> Entrapment Con and essentially the dude sold me one hundred percent on a medicating area two fifteen, bring your D nails, bring your whole setup. Yes, I'm I sell seeds, yes I'm a dispensary, yes I'm all this stuff, I'm coming here, it's reciprocal, all cards will be recognized, doctors on site. I was sold all yep. this shit hook, line and sinker. So I bought, I bought a booth, $1,200, right there, came in, took 30 seconds of looking at the joint and said, fuck no. I, just, I mean, there was a line of cop cars on Friday when I was trying to unload the booth. And I walked up to the dudes, and I'm like, where's the medicating area? What's up with this? And the guy looked at me and started laughing. And, you know, 
I don't, I'm gonna put well, this on. I'm, I'm gonna put this on Hipcon because I didn't get an email. I didn't get shit. I rolled down there, full car deep, uh, flew flew employees in, uh, got hotel rooms for the whole weekend, just like everybody else, and it's fucking bullshit. You know, um, I feel bad for the guys that got rolled. And I, I heard the earlier caller today. Um, I don't know all the details, so I don't want to speculate on anything that I don't know. But what I saw on Friday was the medic medible guy didn't sell shit. He fucking was setting up chocolates. He put two or three chocolates out in a display case and got walked off in the back and rolled. And that's when I said, fuck this, we're out of here. Packed the shit up, went to San Bernardino, went to this 5K Green Mile. Had an awesome time at NASA Event Center, vended like crazy. It was fucking awesome. Two hours away. And, you know, I want to see Vegas become the new mecca with the the reciprocal cards and all that. But, you know, uh, Hemcon's responsible for selling that shit, hook, line, and sinker to me. And like I said, I didn't get an email. I, I was car was packed deep rolling there we walked in and talked to don at sin city and he's like seeds are in the car bro we're not fucking doing shit here and like i said the cop radar vibe was just off the chain and as far as you know we're told we're not allowed to vent and everything else i mean yeah these cups are great you go into these things not knowing what's going to happen every single one of the shit show every single time you got to be you got to roll with the punches but yeah i don't i don't pay money to come educate people at a booth i pay money to come vent i mean they fucking know that so you know, I that's that's my piece on it, and I have a lot. You know, I feel for all you guys down there that you know set up and went through that bullshit because it was more undercovers and there was customers and there's people walking out. Well, and I called him. I, I want my money back. And him called. High time show in uh, 2010, and it was a shit show uh, as well. There weren't any um, people getting arrested, but I was told the exact same thing: you can't bend, you can't smoke, you can't do any of these things. And I came prepared for that, you know, or unprepared, however you want to look sure, at it. Sure. Um, but so I, I kind of look at it as the same thing. You know, it's the first show in um, Las Vegas that really has, you know, some credibility behind it. And it's just a process. It's going to take us a little while to, you know, get the uh, uh, police department and the, um, the leaders of that area on board with it. And, yeah, we didn't get to bend and we didn't get to do the things that we absolutely wanted to, but then again, neither did I at the very first high time show in San Francisco. So um, I think we just have to, you know, take things with a grain of salt. I mean, we were warned. I don't know why everybody else wasn't or if they just didn't, you know, uh, get the um, correspondence. But, you know, we can't, we can't just throw, you know, the baby out with the bathwater here and say, oh, all shows are a fuck and we're not going to, you know, be doing this anymore. Um, because we're not allowed to vent. To me, that's, that's sending the wrong message. This isn't about making money. And, it, and the people that, that think that it's all about making money are the ones that are going to have a bad time. I went and spent a lot of money this weekend and, and with the understanding that I wasn't going to get any of that back um, before we even went. I already knew we weren't going to vent. Even if they had told us that we were going to vent, I wasn't going to do it. See, my point I is, and I, under, I understand your point, and I agree with you, brother. It's not all about the cash. But when a guy gets on the phone and he's selling me a booth, a salesman telling me all this is going to happen, yada, 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 and I get there, and it's all bullshit, that's where my anger comes from. You know what I mean? I've been to plenty of shows no, where no, shit show have, happens. No, no, I have the same issue, you right, know, right. and I'm going to talk to I'm to jumping in here. It's super fucking around. unprofessional <laughs> for somebody to <laughs> sell you a booth. Perfect, but, I mean... Straight up, to, like, it's, throw, uh, hemp con under the bus because of what the cops did, I think, is a little premature. Um, we don't have any information saying that hemp con knew this was going to happen and, you know, went ahead and threw the show anyways. Well, so, they said Tuesday I mean, they, they were aware DA was coming and all this other stuff. I mean, 
I would have liked to get that email. Hey. I would have got my money back. I'm sorry, brother. Like, I don't want to debate with you back and forth on this. But I want to say this. I work every show. And to, to get someone to bring product <laughs> across state line to your event they completely did. The whole thing was misleading. And, I, and I'm, and I'm going to tell you, too, I might even lose my job with them. But, uh, man, those screenshots and everything where they tell you straight out uh, that, it, you know, it's going to be a screen, you know, private messages like, hey, we're not going to have weed there, but we're going to have weed there. Uh, as far as the they sign contracts to allow X amount of cops there, they're aware of every cop that's going to be there. They might not have been aware that the cops were going to be there, you know, two months ago when they started planning the event. But they sold all them boots two months ago and then sent out that email a week before it. So you were already screwed out because they weren't given refunds. So, yeah, so essentially it sounds like everybody was fucked from Jump Street. They knew exactly how many cops were going to be there and said, come to our fucking, our, like you said, entrapment fest. And I, feel, I, I feel for the promoter, guys. Don't get me wrong. I'm not here to shit all over him, Con, on this thing. I mean, it's a shitty situation. But it could have been handled differently, man. They could have. High Times had a shitty situation in Amsterdam, and they gave everybody free booth in San Bernardino. I mean, they handled it the best that they could. I mean, shit happens. But um, you know, I. Well, I think Kempon definitely needs to make it up to everyone. I'm hoping to, you know, get. <laughs> they're they're working on that now. We're not getting so far. They're talking about giving out free boots. Uh, and just doing whatever they can to recoup. They did, you know, in a little defense. They seem just as shocked. Uh, and pissed off at the way it went down. And what happened is we had Las Vegas Hempfest out here last year in October, and that went beautifully, beautifully. Right. Uh, and then you have this event, and if you don't work with the police uh, in ways that we all know to get an event booked in Vegas, that you have to, same as in California, and they make a very clear message, uh, and they did, that, they, they did that, you know, they had four police officers and, what, 16 undercovers, 14 undercovers in the building. Yeah, yeah and everyone, everyone knows out here too. That's, that's absolutely true. Uh, they're not allowed. There's no legal co-ops in Vegas yet. There's none, uh, and that's not only federal, state legal. They're so new with it. Uh, it was just a little bit of Cali shock. People came in. I mean, even if everything didn't go wrong, it's a little silly to think you could sell weed in Vegas in public, uh, regardless of who's telling you. If someone tells you that something's a good idea, you know, you have to be educated enough, especially if you're investing your own money. Uh, to check that out because I knew that weeks before I try to tell everybody if you show up with something that says made in California or you're trying to sell something uh, you're going to go to jail I just thought they'd wait till they make arrests yeah no I mean I saw guys selling those pre-rolled joints at the cup here and they were all California California it was an equal fucking everybody I felt like stuck their dick into everybody's ass (laughs) (laughs) I like that I like that brother yeah I just see it as... I mean, everything that could get fucked at this event did, and everything that could go wrong did, and, you know, it's a good thing to take as a lesson on how not to do an event. Because if you go there and you don't do your research and you half-ass it, this is what's going to come out with. I mean, they, the, the amount of damage they've done to their name, uh, that's worth millions, and they're about to go public. They've got shows in Denver set up and everywhere already, and uh, they've already uh, slandered... It's done. Like, it's done. I'd be shocked to see if they'd have to cancel half their shows. Sort of stepped on the well, road deck like on this one. Well, I'd like to try to try to make this good because I think that there's definitely an opportunity to um, show everyone that, yes, there were some things that went badly, and, you know, they recognize that. I'm not writing HempCon off. I've done a lot of HempCons, and I probably will be more um, depending on how they handle this situation. So I, that's just kind of what we're waiting to see. 
I would say that. I would say that as well. I'm not writing him kind of off as well. You know, it's a double edged sword. Yeah. I was thinking about this driving my ass all the way back from Vegas, going, you know, Denver. I couldn't bend. Hemcon, I can't bend. And I'm just like, and to me, bend it. I'm not trying to go sell weed. You know, I'm trying to bend my products, right. which is numerous things. Um, but at the same time, and it is promotion to be there. But no, yeah, I'm sitting there going. You know, fuck these cups driving home. But then I'm sitting here thinking about it. You yeah. know, I love these cups. If these cups weren't here. I can't count the number of yeah. times leaving the High Times cup saying I'll never do another one. And guess what? I'm yeah. there. For very I feel one. like, yeah, that's an every year thing. Yeah. Yep. Almost an every year thing. Yep. Oh, man, fuck these cups. They do absolutely nothing. And then you, always you break get even. emails you always for the next four even. months. But do. if they were gone, you would miss them so much. Because it's yeah. an awesome experience. Absolutely. Everybody gets together. It's more than the networking than all the money you lose. Well, like, <laughs> right now, it's and sort I think, of like. I think Las Vegas will get there. Las Vegas will be an awesome stop for us on this tour um but we just kind of you know one you know the planning needs to be a little bit better and we need to have better better communication between the city and police department um and you know the venue and the defenders sure um so i think this is just going to be a learning experience for everyone in this game look you know if they're not watching they're 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 definitely doing crazy thing is the crazy thing is there's all these other shows i go to and it's just like people just are blazing up, and it's not even at a normal. It's not even a weed show, even. It's right. like people don't, you know. It just depends on if you. <laughs> basically, we shouldn't even call anything weed like at all. Just be like even, home no. show, even I the mean, Bruce Banner little, lifestyle yeah. show. Even the Bruce Banner, what we try to throw. I try to throw a promotion, try to throw a concert with some seed sales going on there. Cops came, told us that's not going to fly or whatever. I mean, it happens to the best of us. You know, I, I made mean? my living for. 18 years without n- maybe more than well, Seattle Hemp Fest on my schedule. I definitely want to get a free booth. I've been to Vegas go very well. I mean, Red Dragon Brothers threw their own recently. It went flawless. Uh, there's one Thursday. I'm sure it'll go flawless. Uh, I mean, I, I, do, I do like 10 a year out here in Vegas. And I mean, never seen any event have problems like this in my life. No, Vegas almost was felt like it was getting to the point where it was like, hey, it's going to be no problem here. And then all of a sudden, this is like the first little snap at it. So I have something I want to say, but I don't know the details of this event. So I just want to say something with the context that I don't like know the, the details. Were, like somebody... You know, just to guess, I, I would think somebody didn't pay somebody. Yeah. So we're going to wrap it up, guys, because uh, we have to kind of round down our last 10, 15 minutes. We'll let, we can okay. let you talk, of course. You get Thank to you. rant. Uh, Thank but, you. But thanks for calling in and, and uh, helping us uh, clear this up a little bit and just keep us up to date for sure. Pony Boy, shit, it's Cheesecake Lady. What's happening, bro? <laughs> Hey, much love, guys. Adam, man, thank you so much, man, for helping this this situation out, man. Because this is our city, man. That we want to do yeah. is bring a bad thing to our city, my nigga. Then, yeah, hey, I want to say something to Pony Boy too. Cali brothers and sisters, wherever they medicate, you guys are all welcome to Vegas. I'm telling you, with open arms. We love you, Adam. Of course, hey. knowing you Keep on doing your. Sh- Adam, what's up, what's up, my nuggets? Wait one second, then we got a, we got a cheesecake lady wants to talk to you. Hey, Pony Boy, what's happening? Who's that? It's Cheesecake Lady. What up, Cheesecake Lady? <laughs> hey, on Saturday, I'm going to fucking Florence to visit Eddie for his birthday. So, you want me to say hi to him for you? For sure, man. For sure. Please send my I'm going to give him a big hug from you, man. Awesome. And we're sending positive advice to all my. Man, you know what? You just gave me the munchies thinking about your cheesecakes. Oh, my God. <laughs> I miss you, brother. 
I'm Thank with you too, man. God bless all you guys. Fuck Trump, man. Nug Life Radio all up in your mouth. Peace. <laughs> Thanks, <buddy. laughs> it was like a hurricane just blew through here. <laughs> Hey, thank you guys very much. We appreciate your time. No problem. Thank you for calling in, for sure. We appreciate it very much, guys. Thanks, guys. All right, man. Peace. All right, now I can get my two cents in here. There you go. So my feeling is if you're going to throw an event and you know that that's going to be mad with cops, you can't be wink-wink with the people you bring there because they're going to travel across state lines with products that they do want to sell or they do want to share. And if they have to take that in both directions, it's a double risk, and it's not fucking cool to do that shit to people. Just because you want to legitimize your event by having weed there, if people get away with it, if you know it's going to be risky, you got to fucking be straight with the people coming. They don't want to have to drive across state lines to get there, let alone... And bring it fucking back. back. Yeah. Yeah, well, it'd be stupid to do that. That's what I mean. How many times have I traveled with seeds going to a show and then I don't sell any of them and then I'm just leaving with a friend there and be like, eh, then I never get the money back and (laughs) he never gives me that. Oh, yeah, I gave those to uh, whatever. We've all all liquidated at some kind of festival to get the hell out without risking our freedom. To me, it really wasn't as much like packing up the the seeds or any of that stuff. It was just the logistics of it, man. Like, I got to go, I got to. I got a spark in LA. It's about it doesn't it doesn't hold anything. So I'm trying to put a ten, a whole display, flat screen TVs, the whole LA uh, cannabis cup booth like display thing we had. We we're going to crush it out. And I had to rent cars, fly in employees, like all this stuff. And it's all predicated on a fucking lie. And if you would have told me in the fucking very beginning that there's no displaying, no no nothing. I mean, he told me there's a medicating area. So it's like if I had if I had my phone wasn't dead I'd blast your name Mr. Salesman dude because you're fucking full of shit but other than that <laughs> you know I feel for HemCon you know I don't really think it was the higher ups at HemCon that were trying to fuck me I think you rented a building you put together a promotion you're so deep into it and you, you know you're gonna lose your ass and you tried to wiggle your ass through it and it was a terrible fucking idea I should have cancelled it or yeah, I don't know. I shouldn't really comment too much on it, but I do know you I'm irritated. You should check your emails. That's the problem. You didn't yeah. check your, You're going to go home and see like 10 emails. Like, <laughs> God damn it. I didn't open those ones. Like, don't go. That's true, too. We get a lot of emails, and uh, maybe you did try to correspond with me, and it's my fault. So sorry if I jumped down your throat on this. But uh, we showed up wearing giant clown shoes at that event. And um, I will say one thing. My, my cop radar is in fucking pristine condition because I walked in there and I was just like ah, no that I mean, like before even anything happened I was just like no 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 you know and I just I just felt it and then before you knew it I think it was just going crazy all around me and I was there for 45 minutes and left and then I just started checking the text and before you knew it even Josh from La Plata was like I'm staying I'll, I'll say I will we'll, we'll figure this out it's always a little crazy and I'm like we're out <laughs> and I, I talked to Josh and he's like I never set up like shit was crazy and I'm like yeah, yeah. I figured and you can tell right away whether the cops are there to once the show gets sucked like that like, or to fuck people over once you see a bunch of empty booths and things and then you hear rip, like it's been like ugh, it's the worst you know already like when you go to a show and the whole outside's empty like there's no they, you know they didn't sell all the booths sure, sure. they make it all on one side and then you're like <laughs> oh, don't even want to be here but don't give up Hemcon or Vegas whoever another promoter don't give up Try it again. Vegas is dope. I want to come back and do it. Just Put- don't use the word con in your name. It's <laughs> always a bad angle. Like whenever it's HempCon or CanaCon or whatever Kushcon. Con, Kushcon, it always has like for me like a dead death nail and it's, into it. It's like it's it still has con right in there. Yeah, you know you don't want to fucking say that shit about yourself. Yeah, it's like negatives. We're just bringing on the negative there. So um, all right, well we can see we got about seven minutes left. So. What else you got? You got any other fun stuff besides all your all your misery and pain? 
Misery yeah. and pain. So. Uh, yeah, that was a bummer. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I got so much awesome things going on right now. I feel so blessed. Like, just keep getting crazy, amazing phone calls, amazing opportunities. Like right, I said, no, like the SpaceX thing just sort of landed in my lap. And um, as far as I know, we're going to send a well, few well, seeds up into orbit for three weeks. Space. They're not going to germinate or anything like that. There will be no. no, no. Just, but then they're sending them back down. I mean, in theory, you could throw a seed in the air and probably catch it, and that's zero G seed for two seconds. But the only thing that works <laughs> like that. I would like to send it. I would like to send it up and test it. Um, I well, we say, wanted to do. We, we uh, like uh, two's been calling it space purge forever. That's been his whole thing. So he wants to purge in space. Just like put it up and there you go, it's <laughs> done. It gets cold, cold purge. So you can see if that's a possibility, and I can give uh, two the credit on that one. Uh, but space, uh, we we actually did a thing for because uh, 2007 they found uh, water on the moon. Right, there was like a weird. Hey, by the way, after all this time, we didn't realize out, it took yeah. a bunch of water up here. We could have been living here. Um, they uh, so we did a video where we took the dark star, which is our new strain. And we went to the moon and planted it on the moon. So, so I wouldn't mind getting yeah, semi closer to reality. That video is ridiculous. Too. We'll get it so I, that video is great. <laughs> the video is awesome. Come on, man! That was done the night before the cup. That was a classic where it was like the night before the cup, two in the morning in the garage of like a you know multi-use garage with a bunch of people shooting a video. And people coming to work at six in the morning and like kind of getting up to their car and like what the hell and we're still trying to do it. And it looked like a bad Beastie Boys video. It was. <laughs> that's a good video. That's a good video. <laughs> that's a good. That's exactly what we're going for. We're going for the bad Beastie Boy bad look, beasties. and we achieved it. So, um, well, we tried to condense the misery into one show, but <laughs> it's going to overflow. You're part of the misery, misery show. I, that's that I. You know, I feel like I've been painted into this corner by being well informed. It's really bearer, not fair. Bearer of bad news at all times. I used to so, be like so the bearer me, of good me, times. Give me one quick scenario. So, what is the is the thirty six plant count for the whole state thing going down, or is that not? That's not. It's not the six. It's not the six plant. Okay, so it's going to be six, it? any any individual grow over 99 plants you're going to have to have a license from the state okay so basically it has to so become commercial. any plant grow from six plants for your rec mm-hmm. between there and the 99 plants yeah. you're going to have to be on the caregiver registry right. or you're going to have to be on the personal grower registry wow. so if you have like like i have a 24 plant count i don't need 99 i don't have yeah. room for 99 sure. but 24 is good you know it gives me some variety it gives me some room to play around blah 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 anyway because you're over six you have to go to caregiver mode or no no but i would have to be registered as somebody whose doctor had re- given me more than six plants right you know and arguably my doctor is saying that i'm making edibles which big shock i have been making edibles <laughs> and um and, uh, you know, the the scenario essentially becomes that they're saying, you know, um, that 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 relationship, once the doctor's saying that you could have more than six plants. Now, essentially, you could have 12 plants in your house, three in flower for your rec, three in bloom for your rec, and six other plants for your medical, however you choose to designate them, and the product of all of that grow. You could store that in your home. But... Essentially, and and I and I look at it that does that work per person or per household? Per medical, like if you're a medical patient, you can have your six medical. Okay. But if you read the Constitution, the Constitution specifically says I can't share my medical grow with any person that's not a patient. Now it also says as an adult, I can share my cannabis with anybody over 21. 
And my feeling is anybody who's a grower is proud of what they grow. If it's tomatoes or radishes or zucchini, they want to share that with shit. You have too and many so, of them. <laughs> You're not gonna eat ex- like, I exactly. Eat all my tomatoes. I have 14,000 pounds of tomatoes. I'm going to eat them all. Fucking canning. <laughs> I love canning. Anyway, um, but my point is that if you want to be able to share freely with any person over 21, you, as a medical patient, you essentially need to grow your recreational plants in addition so that you have plants that you can legally share. Otherwise, you're violating the law. And just right. pushing because everything towards right. You can't share your medicine, is I guess what they're trying to say. You know, you can't share your Oxycontin. You can't share your Adderall. <laughs> can't share I got your a quick chronic. question for Jessica. Um, what do you know about this new out-of-state investor thing that happened where – you can be an out-of-state investor, but you, as far as I understand, out-of-state investors are allowed now, but you you cannot be a corporation. You cannot own anything. Like, what's the point? It's a registry of out-of-state interest. Financial backing. The word is not investment. It's called interests. So essentially, if you bought a building and were renting it to somebody in the industry and their business was leveraged against paying you the rent and the mortgage on this p- building, mm. you could register on this registry of interest. But let's be honest. This shit was written by industry. It was fast-tracked through the house in the last eight days of the session. Yep. Um, there was some unseemliness going down down in the basement during those last several days, to say the least, with uh, Cedarberg and Louis Kosky. Essentially, do you want to know what I think happened here? <sighs> A lot of these people with the big money who basically bled out and waited for the fucking leeching to bleed out all the mom and pops, mm-hmm. um, now they need more money because it's expensive to wait while you're bleeding somebody else out. And these some of these mom and pops were talented enough to hang on longer than they expected them to. What did you see strain-wise? Uh, did I say them? No, did you see them? What, they, what just happened with strain-wise? No, what happened? Oh, yeah. They just laid off half their workforce? No, they laid off 65% of their more workforce. More than 65% of their workforce. Let, okay, let's, let's get into that. Because they didn't lay off the Bud Bunnies and the fucking, like, front of house staff. They laid off the fucking grow. Come come the fuck on. That's the product that you're selling. That's what you're making all of your fucking blast down. Everything that you fucking are and stand for comes from your fucking grow. If it doesn't, who the fuck are you and why are you in this industry? Somebody convinced them that they can get four pounds of light. And they're like, yes, why am I keeping all these guys in here? Can I keep just feeding Jessica people's names and let her just go off on them? What about Cam? No, we can't do that. Well, that's just, I mean. Don't even start. Yeah, because that's. Sorry, sorry. It's the drama show. I thought we were getting into all the bullshit. What about what about Cam? You can take me to lunch and I'll dish on that for fucking longer than you have to fucking eat, exactly. and you'll lose your appetite. How could you eat? That's I mean, exactly. <laughs> like, come on, that fucking woman. How dare she fucking put her name in the paper with her ex-husband's oh, name? Yeah. Use your own name, bitch. All right, I'll just end it at that. Use yep. your own name because those are the crimes you committed. Yes. Don't be using your formerly married name to commit crimes, you whore. <laughs> Shoutouts. Shout-outs. that? Was that one? With that, yeah, there we go. With, with that? that? With <laughs> that, we're going to go to oh, shout-outs. Maybe you don't have to buy me lunch. Maybe you, you can just order me a pizza after that. You, start with you, Mr. Uh, Mr. Dark Horse. Dark Horse today. Check out uh, Seattle store. Check out the L.A. store. Denver, I'm trying to get through the med to get this store open. Yeah, probably and be a down in Springs or something at first, you think? Or No. No. no we're going to be in Denver. Okay, I just thought maybe since, you know, oh, well, maybe easier, we would probably open one tomorrow. <laughs> uh, might go to Pueblo, I have but, to say. Pueblo. But then there, there's no <laughs> recreational in well, I heard they're going to do it. Pueblo? Eventually they will. Right. Um, yeah, but um, yeah. The DarkHorseGenetics.com, uh, iPhone app, and I'm good. Thanks. Boom. Oh, yeah. me? Yeah. Boom. Um, so I'll give a shout-out to Homegrown Natural Wonders still, to nice. my uh, Grant Odie. Country Club. And uh, I don't know. I don't have too many exciting other shout-outs to offer the world, but... Uh, 
you know, all my fanboys. You can, oh, you yeah. know, <laughs> still waiting on those dick pics, boys. <laughs> you didn't send yours? No. Nope. But I noticed, I noticed he knew I was coming back and no fucking man bun. I had oh, it no. earlier. I took yeah. it out. Oh, he took it out right when you walked in. No, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. Really struck shaken. fear in his heart. So on that note, sure. shout out to my beautiful girlfriend, Brittany. And, um, your, man, and your man bun. The guys from uh, Grab Labs for hooking me up with all my pieces, Vapor Brothers. Uh, Green Diamond Stonewolf for, for giving some freebies as well. And uh, my mom, dad, and Puppy Duke, of course. Nice. Bike, bike I get nothing as usual. <laughs> Come on, bike. <laughs> Big shout out shout to, out to my laptop. Say for something Say something in mass ish I got nothing. That's it? I, I think that is mass ish <laughs> yeah, I, <did>. I got <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Shout out to my beautiful wife, Cece, um, holding down the uh, East door there and the house and the kid and the craziness and, and the little one, Nick, who's uh, running things. And yeah. Oh, I know. I got a funny one here. Oh, good. Here. Go for well, it. Shout out to Tim Martin, who's downstairs waiting for me. Oh, Tim Martin. Are you serious? Say, say Martin, say yes. Martin, tell him to f- wait till I come down there so say I can Tim kick Martin, him in the ass. Say Tim Martin. I think I just did. No. Loud, more. Tim Martin? No. No. Tim Martin. Tim Martin. There you go. There you go. And uh, shout out to my mom, Ace, down at the farm, and Kyle, and Gannon, and all those guys. And AU Extracts also uh, for just keeping it up and rolling along with us. Awesome. Thanks. And I'll do, uh, I'll do Mitch's for him. So shout out to Reese. And shout yeah. out to Baby Farron. It's her birthday. Oh, yeah, it's her birthday. Oh. So happy birthday, Farron. Happy Farin. birthday. That was beautiful. Farin. Now we're going to have to pay royalties to fucking happy birthday. Uh, no. That's more than 25 years old. I thought it was only like 200 bucks. No, you do. You pay royalties for happy birthday. And it's like got to be bucks? 70 years old is the public domain. Um, oh, yeah. Thank you for it's that lesson but, today. Yeah, but yeah, Reese. Kid. Baby Farron. Thanks a lot. See you guys next week. Peace. Shout out to Tim Martin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Back from all of kids. For the children to take a trip, to cop out, to groove. The psychedelic jackets on the record album have their own Welcome to another edition of the Adam Dunn Show. I'm your host, Adam Dunn. And I'm your co-host, Mitch Janasa. And we're joined here by Mr. Bicycle himself. Hey. And the kid. And the kid. Can't do our sock puppet thing, dude. No. Sock puppets yeah, actually late, crashed the entire system. Today because it must have just been yeah, encoded differently. We crashed the entire system with our sock puppet attempt today. So we're late. You get less of this, this introductory prattle. Right to news, news, news. That's it? I think we got it, dude. You want to talk about your week? Anything big? Yeah, we can we can we can cut a few news stories out and still do a quicker okay. quicker. Okay. Well, we had, we, we, we had to do that anyway. We got someone calling see. in ten minutes. Did I have a good week? Yeah, I had a good. Well, it was rainy week, so it was kind of one of those like homey. But down at Aces, I went down to the farm, so it was good. It's only half over. Yeah. The rain? The week? No. <laughs> Is the rain going to stop here? It was weird because it's like. Yesterday, my, uh, Latronica was. He walked in the room. He goes, "What is it? They legalize weed here, and now we live in Amsterdam, or what the fuck?" It's like it's just rain, 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 rain. I was like, "I yeah. like it." May is the wettest month. It's, the, it's all it's the clouds we put up. Yeah, we smoke weed. It's just clouds. It's coming back. It they don't make it past that's the mountains. We are so sensitive. We're so I sensitive. That's exactly wait, chemtrails? Is it chemtrails? Chem what? Chemtrails. I don't know about those things. That's You're the guy, the expert on chem. I heard. Uh, sure. 
So uh, that just, we're just so you follow Cam around. It's like Cam trails. That's a Cam trail. Yeah. Yeah. When he's on acid or something. Ooh, Cam seeing trails. We're so used to the, the goddamn sunlight that when it's dark and cloudy for two days straight, we cry. It's gr- and then we do shows that are about bad news and stressful things. Oh, yeah, because like we're all that. stressed out now. Yup. Pure stress. So <laughs> look at us. I mean, we're just Kid, you had a rough week, huh? Yeah. Sorry yeah, for your losses. Well, let me know. All your just, friends got... Yeah, sorry to hear about it. Taken all down yeah, or what? 170 Texas. arrested. No. Yeah, they did do it. Kid, kids, kid got promoted to vice president. Of his own club? Yeah, because of all the arrests. <laughs> oh, yeah, he pushed you right up. <laughs> but yeah, I guess uh, the uh, that's just crazy, man. 170 arrested, each one of them on a million dollars bail. So that's $170 million worth of bail mm-hmm. for... Well, yeah, so they so, so come up with charge. 17 million. That's not some brilliant good. math. It's a lot. I mentioned a lot of people. Just saying. But no, busy week. I almost had a throw down at the dog park. Oh, yeah. I want to hear that story. Dude, I had to leave work to go do this shit. To go so, fight at the dog park. So, okay, so, so, so Kilo is not fixed yet because he's not nine months. He's just about to be nine months, and they say that it's not good to fix him before nine months. It gets done through. Kilo's a dog. So, yes, Kilo is a dog. So fixing um, uh, maybe a month or so back, um, we were at the dog park with him, and I remember this one guy getting very upset because his dog was aggressive, and Kilo wasn't fixed. He's like, your fucking dog's not fixed, blah, 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 blah. But he left, so I just let it go. I wasn't going to start any issues. And uh, I think it was maybe Monday or Tuesday of this week, I got a phone call, and it was from Brittany, and she was pretty much in tears. She was like, there's this, this guy harassing me at the dog park. He was in my face, cursing at me, screaming at me. Um, I could hear people on the phone with her, like, asking her if she's okay and this and that. And, and I'm you like, said What's this guy on? was some kind of biker, right? Well, no, he was definitely a wannabe biker with his handlebar mustache. You can recognize his those Harley guys. Davis huh? and T-shirt, and he, he was a loser. You've got that. You've got that wannabe but, biker uh, radar going. Yeah, on. yeah, that must be it. <laughs> but, but no, I guess he, uh, his dog was being too rough with Kilo, and and Kilo was being rough back, and he started getting in Britt's face and and screaming at her and telling her to get the fuck out of here. She has no right to be here. He's gonna kick the dog and this shit and that shit. So I walked over, and he was sitting with his wife. I left work, came right down the street to the dog park, and he was sitting there with his wife. And I said, hey, you know, we should go talk over here away from the, the women. Let's go have a conversation over here. He goes, oh, no, I'm okay. I said, all right, well, I'm going to talk to you right fucking here. If I ever find out again that you're, you know, sitting here cursing at women and have to have people coming up to my girlfriend asking her if she's okay over a dog. Because well, your fucking dog's not fixed. I'm like, hey, who the fuck are you to tell me whether my dog needs to be fixed or not? I'm allowed to in this park. I'm like, you don't fucking own the park, dude. Fuck you, suck a dick, and if I ever catch you talking like that again, I'm gonna beat the shit out of you. I can't that stand big, that shit. Big kid, big kid. I just don't get it. If you're a 64 year old man, shouldn't you know better that? You How do you don't... know he's 64? Because I yeah. was, he was older, and I was like, Dude, what are you 50? <laughs> don't you know better? And he's like, I'm actually 64. Thank you very much. I'm like, well then you should definitely know better. She's 25 years old, and you were literally in her face screaming at her and making her cry in front of all these people. You should fucking. He basically pussied out instead of kicking his ass. Well, yeah, I pussied yeah, out. I, I didn't hit him. Stab him Thank in you the face. for telling him that. Real bikers. No, I didn't. The, 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 the dog the park face. is right next to the police department, so I don't think I would have made I'm it very surprised, far. I'm surprised all your crew didn't come up and just Whole fucking crew, back you dude. up, back you up on that one. That no, it was a serious backup though. required. I hate that. They were they were busy. They were busy. They were tied up. They were down in Texas, mopping shit up, handling the biz. So, aside from that, Matthew Wright just made a good point that. We have totally overlooked, and I can't believe it. What is up with the man bun, kid? Oh, it's oh. just my hair gets so long. So, I, oh I, yeah, we, if I don't do we, it, we're not overlooking it. We're if just, I don't, <laughs> if <laughs> I don't actually do the man bun or the Hitler, it's too much. I think, yeah, yeah, is yeah, what happens here. Yeah, because if I don't do my hair, it kind of just fucking flops all over he gets the place. The Hitler. Well, now so, he looks like Hitler. And it's not a bun. It's not a bun. I don't have it. What is the do in your hair part? 
Uh, what do you mean? If I don't put like gel in it and, oh. and grease it back, you know what I mean? It gel doesn't fucking. Yeah, just because I do my hair. Look, you woke up fresh out of bed, like poof. I, I am fresh out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally fresh. And this guy doesn't have any hair, so he doesn't have to worry mm-hmm. about doing his hair in the morning. No. And Bike's hair, sure, it just it just does its own thing. So Bike's got perfect hair. Oh, I'm going I'm going bald, but I would never grow a man bun or a little ponyette tail. <laughs> my little pony my little tail. ponytail. My first little ponytail. <laughs> my first little news, ponytail. News, news, news. Quick, 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 quick. quick. What, if I did, what? I would curl it, maybe, or crimp it. New York Post. Narcotics cops ordered to stop arresting suspects over 40. Nice. Adam is safe in New York. And just in general? I, it's what it looks like here. The city's hey, narcotics come here. I'm gonna slap some people around are being told to stop arresting suspects over the age of 40. A major strategy shift designed to target younger dealers who are most who are more likely to carry guns and use them. The post has learned. That's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, it's pretty stupid, but it's it also like a setup. Uh, it's like a whole bunch of old guys. Just a previous discussion life. has been the need to target violent offenders who are 18 to 40 years of age. It has been well established that the individuals in this age demographic are responsible for the majority of violent crime. So if you're just selling drugs and you're not responsible for violence and you're over 40... You're pretty safe. You're pretty safe. Nice. And you can carry two ounces now? So can I do this over Skype from New York in a few years? I'm not, I'm sure. not over 40 sure. yet. Yeah, you got a few news, 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 news. So, weed etiquette. The Emily Post Institute talks social graces. Do, do you guys do you guys know the Emily Post Institute? Is? I don't. Do you know who Emily Post was? Maybe no, no. It's like manners, like etiquette. Oh sort of yeah, thing. that crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're talking about weed. The unspoken rules of the Puff Puff Pass ritual, including all the steps it takes to toke what? up, did they contact are obvious you? to those who already partake, but. But for those just now starting to explore the world of weed, there's a lot to learn. Unlike many trends and businesses that are emerging with legal marijuana, it might come as a surprise that etiquette has always been something that has had its place in smoking culture. Uh, This is from the cannabis, so they toot their own horn a little. But uh, it turns out that the Emily Post Institute, the definitive source on etiquette in the United States and beyond, was talking about how a host should handle marijuana as early as 1982. Look at that. The story's in the cannabis. You can read it. They keep they keep talking about it. And now, there's nothing we don't know, but uh, in the 19th edition, they have exclusive... Oh, sorry. They're considering it for the 19th edition. Until then, the Post has ex- uh, Emily Post has exclusively shared with the cannabis these five starter tips for the best pop practices as a party. There you go. Best All right, five ready? Okay, ready? Top, thumbs, top. Up, thumb, thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs down. Hold on. Can I just sigh in advance? Yes. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be bad. That, that was like maybe a, <laughs> Adam groaned, bike side. Uh, One host hostess gift. Do you know for sure that your host smokes pot? If they do, it's appropriate to bring as a gift. Remember, since it's a gift, your host doesn't have to smoke it with you, or even that night. A small glass jar or a pre-rolled joint or two makes for a classic presentation. That's okay. That's okay. I, I think it's okay, but nobody I don't. I don't. Nobody does. Yeah, it. I don't see it as a requirement. That if you're seems going to a like party, a long-winded way to well, say, no, no. "Here's a joint." Yeah, yeah you bring your own herb, but you don't have to bring someone. I else think this is like a dinner party. party. Like someplace, you might bring a bottle this of wine. Like, They're okay. saying it's okay to show okay. up with a jar of weed. I'm with right. that. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think it's appropriate, but I don't think okay. it's a Know your audience. Is your new boss on the guest list? Is it dinner with your best friends? Whether as a guest or as a host, always be sure to ask permission and where your host would prefer you to smoke. Just as you would with a cigarette. Yeah. 
Agreed. Agreed? No. Well, you light it up wherever. What do you think, Dunn? Uh, wherever. Depends who the host is. Well, you know, it depends. Yeah, you have to we're going to Adam's it. house, we're just lighting up anywhere. Yeah. Going to your house, lighting up anywhere. Yeah, we're right, right, right in Sharon's face. <laughs> oh, you, you were there for dinner. <laughs> right in the kid's face. No, Point three to the kid, bring your own stash, just like with alcohol. Yeah. Unless it's a gift, feel free to take your pot and glass with you when you leave. I hope so. Nothing worse than the guy that shows up with no weed asking you for and weed. And then comes away with a glass. And then leaves with a jar. Yeah. <laughs> There's the, the opposite etiquette. Next one, chef's choice. Unlike wine, pot rarely messes up a menu, but never feel obligated to include it as part of the meal, or even the entire evening if it's presented. What? I don't know what that means. I, that's, I missed it. Oh, what? That was a long... That's Number long five. Too long, too long. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Spelled out with periods. What is it? R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Oh, my God. What do we got? What's an acronym for? Be respectful of those who don't smoke. Remember that even if the host is comfortable with it, some other guests might not be as pro-pot. So keep it casual and try not to let smoking turn into the main event for the night. As Mitch is reading these, think in your mind to pretend... He's talking about alcohol. Imagine if, if alcohol was the issue here. I'm offended by someone having a glass of wine in the room as opposed to someone. I'm offended by someone smoking weed in the room. Well, glass of wine, it's not like it, it doesn't get in the air. I don't care. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, while it may turn out that only a couple of you smoke, your offer should be to all guests at the party. Just the same way you wouldn't serve wine or dessert to only a couple of guests, you should make sure there's enough pot for everyone to join in. Always be inclusive. Sneaking off to smoke with just one or two other guests is not appropriate. <laughs> Sketchy. So, what are you guys doing? (laughs) (laughs) You pretend you're doing something else. Uh, We'll do one more news, I guess. We won't do that one. That's bad news. Uh, We got enough bad news. Oh, this one. I'll do this one. So here's the thing, though. Bike, I feel like you're a living proof to the contrary of this story. Smoked marijuana as a teen, you could have been taller. Oh, Ever no. wished you were a bit taller? Bike was supposed to be eight feet tall. Did you wish, yeah, guess what? <laughs> wish you were baller? Did you wish you were baller? How about four inches taller? If you smoked marijuana as a prepubescent boy, that wish may not have come true. Researchers no. at a university in Pakistan studied levels of hormones linked to growth and puberty in the blood of 217 boys addicted to marijuana addicted. and 220 yeah. who didn't smoke at all. Unfortunately, it's probably some truth to that because I was, I was 18 the first time I smoked so, Ooh. so you didn't get hit with it. No, I didn't get no hit pre, with it either. No prepubescent smoke. Yeah, yeah. No, so I could have yeah. been like six. Four. How many yeah, kids? Dude, you could have been huge, man. You started smoking when you were like seven. No. Seven. Well, it was eleven. Eleven. I remember. That's but prepuberty. Still. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can't speak for you. I don't know. No, yeah, it was definitely definitely pre definitely so. prepubescent at eleven. I would hope. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I can't imagine being addicted to marijuana uh, yeah, at that are. age. Look at, look at you. At, at that. that age. At that. Kids are starting to go through puberty now. Like at like eight. Isn't yeah, that crazy? It's because of the milk, man. It's you fucking wild, dude. Well, it's more than that, but... All right, one more meat. news. I got this one. you guys eat. Yep. Hit me, kid. Oakland Airport baggage handlers accused of smuggling marijuana. Bike, I know you're liking that. You're biking you know, that. You already carry eight, eight, up to eight ounces with you in Oakland. Are they smuggling? Almost a dozen Bay Area residents, including three who worked as baggage handlers for Southwest Airlines at Oakland International Airport, have been charged in a conspiracy to use the handler's special security access to ship marijuana throughout the United States, federal, federal prosecutors announced Monday. 
Fourteen defendants were charged with conspiracy to distribute and possession with intent to distribute 100 kilos or more of marijuana, according to the DOJ. The baggage handlers used their ability to avoid security checkpoints and have packages shipped through airline cargo to smuggle the marijuana, according to a 67-page affidavit submitted by prosecutors. At least one of the co-conspirators posted photos of large bundles of cash and marijuana on his Instagram account. Classic. (laughs) According to the affidavit submitted by FBI agent Richard Douchebag, the conspiracy was operating (laughs) as early as... What's his real name? Richard Douchebag. Douchebag. No, this is douchebag. Okay. The conspiracy was operating as early as July 2012 through March of this year. Law enforcement agents made repeated arrests and seizures at airports across the country beginning in May 2013 as they investigated the drug sales ring. Douchebag. Yeah, it's definitely douchebag. Well, you expect that to happen, wouldn't you? What's that? Sure, you just assume that because it's on the airport. I mean, they much. use their security badges <laughs> to cross security to barriers while carrying duffel bags filled with marijuana, of course. They said the handlers would then use secured doors to enter the terminals and hand off the baggage to co-conspirators who had booked, fl- booked travel on flights to major cities and had already cleared security screenings at the Oakland airport. Those accused of ferrying the marijuana across lines good include move. these. Good. I always wonder that. Chad. I'm always like, that's like the missing. That, that, that's that's like, the missing link. Well, the, well, the, the handoff. The weak link is that is that fucking when you get to when you have a chance to put your shit underneath at the last second. That's the moment right there because there's guys coming in and going out. Oh, yeah. Just your bag here, little. And the guy's like retarded and he brings your bag down and he comes back up and you could pretty much at that moment if you had anybody going to handoff, that's it. That's like. Handy dandy. That guy, if he came to the bottom, I've seen guys, I'm sure. You see them, yeah, yeah. They came to the bottom of the stairs and somebody else handed them a thing. They wouldn't give a fuck. They'd be like, put that shit on there. Yeah, you dropped something. You know, it's like, it's it's definitely the moment. All right. I'm always looking for the weak link. The weak link. (laughs) So the next one, this is going to be our segue. I'm going to, oh, my phone's dead. I can't line up our guests. That's going to be fucking hard. Mm, Facebook? Facebook? Yeah, four iPhone 4. We don't have a fortune. No, I guess not. I just ordered one on eBay last night. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I got one more news, news, news. Hit me. Hold on. Uh, give me two seconds. I'm checking for a charger. Oh Can you hit God. news first and I, check I, on I the story? I did bring story? a charger for you, but it's in the car. Duh. So, sorry. Uh, you can go get it when you get the pizza. News, 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 This is the one that bike sent me. It's about the organ donor wait list. And I'm waiting for it to load. Organ donor wait list in... Calif- organ donor waitlist patients can test positive for cannabis right in California. Yes, pick them up. Welcome to the Adam Dunn Show. Oh, you sh- can you turn the show down in the background, please? Hello? Hello? Yo, can you turn the show down in the background? Yes, pick them up. Oh, we got you, I think. We're better now. Oh, no. Now we're in a time warp. Turn the show down in the background, please. Yeah, <laughs> right on. Oh, he hung up. He so hung that up. Explains it. That's not the answer. Nine two five. Those whoever. That I is. don't know. My phone's dead, man. We are expecting calls on calls on calls. Call back and turn your radio down or whatever instrument of amplification that you happen to be using. 
So it's the most confusing thing about talking about people about the show is because you always slip the word radio in there because you think radio, and then everyone goes, oh, oh, what's what's station? Station? And then you're like, oh, no, internet radio. And then their, their whole demeanor drops to like, like oh, everyone oh, has internet I radio. Yeah, I know. Yeah, they do say that. It's not that. That is what they say, right? Pretty much. What do they tell you, Blake? I'm a douche nozzle. What you're doing isn't that great. I could do it. <laughs> exactly. There you go. You're like, thanks. Yeah. That, hey, why aren't you doing it? They never do it, though, right? No, no. Not weekly. We try it again, kid. Welcome to the Adam Dunn Show. Hello. You're live on the air. We can't hear you, though, and I don't think we have you muted. Someone fell asleep. Kid, did you not do something like last week? No, don't blame the kid. I'm pretty sure I the mean, kid's on top shit of runs it. Downhill. See, <laughs> no one's blaming you, Mike. <laughs> I'm pretty tall, dude. <laughs> nothing, yeah. nothing. Is this back? Hello, there. Hello, caller. Guy stepped Hello. Hey, welcome. Ah, we we go. got you. How you doing, guys? Hey, what's going on, man? You're live. So, uh, what's uppers? Ready what? to talk about what happened in Vegas? Oh, you better believe it. So I didn't even get to line it up. Yeah, we have all bad news show today, so we're definitely talking about what went down in Vegas. I'm not going to even line it up with a news story. Tell it tell it to us how it went down to you chronologically, and we'll sit here and smoke and make snarky comments okay, and so, eat pizza. Uh, you know, uh, we showed up on Vegas. Um, oh, introduce five. yourself first. To, we have to introduce yeah, our yeah, caller. Yeah, yeah, Nobody yeah, knows yeah, who yeah. we're oh, speaking yeah. to. Yeah, say your um, name. Say I'm Chris with MCS. Uh, collective out of San Francisco and Davenport Extracts. Right on, <laughs> and so and Chris, you have some background with uh, with the HempCon folks, correct? Correct. Um, I help them, you know, organize the competition side. Um, me being a competitor in the scene, you know, I saw some false and different, you know, competitions, and I wanted to make this competition as plain and simple and easy for people to read and not get fucked. Um, better word for it. Um, you know, I. So they came to me about two years ago, and I've been helping with that. Um, this time around, um, I actually wanted to be a competitor. Um, so we let uh, another collective in Las Vegas, uh, Red Dragon Brothers, do our intake um, so we could be legal in the state of Nevada. Um, we did our intake uh, two weeks ago. Um, then uh, HEPCON contacted everybody to let them know, hey, we got off the phone with, um, you know, the sheriff's department and um, the general manager for the event, letting them know, hey, you guys cannot beg or show any product at the show. Um, now, you know, now can I ask got, you where got you got the memo and understood we, what was going on? Did you? Can uh, you go over the details of that call? Were you on that call, or you heard it secondhand? I, I, I heard it secondhand um, through the management. Um, you know, I, I work very, very closely with them, so I, I know exactly what's going on at all times. Um, and I work with the vendors very closely, um, you know, so I, know, I can let them know. The contract that everybody signed to go to the show states, big, bold writing, no vending, no show of products to this show. Uh, we do shows all through California, and this was a totally new atmosphere for us. So we wanted to go in there and play the good part. Hey, we can do a cannabis event and listen to your rules. Well, there were some keen individuals that didn't want to partake on the rules. Um, and unfortunately, got themselves arrested. 
so on Friday, everybody sh- uh, came in to do their load up and set up their booths. Everybody was in a good, you know, good mood. Um, you know, the HEPCON staff went to every booth because they came to our booth and said the exact same thing. There's going to be two Metro police officers here for your guys' safety. Um, when they're having a, um, a concert or anything like that, they have to have, you know, officers there. They pay the officers to be there to protect the vendors and the crowd. Um, so once that was all taken care of, it was great. Um, on Tuesday, we, we back up a little bit. Uh, on Tuesday, the narcotics officer actually <coughs> called Hempcon to let them know, hey, we're, we're taking zero tolerance to this. Um, so, you know, we're going to be coming out. We, we're not going to tell you we're coming out, but we're going to show up. Uh, Friday, they showed up heavy. Um, there was about eight undercover officers from Metro PD and the DEA there. Um, and, it, and it was mind-blowing. Um, these guys are just regular clothes. They went up and bought a ticket like everybody else and walked in. Um, and they were going to booth, to booth, to booth trying to get people to sell them stuff. Um, so and the first person to be hit was, uh, I believe it was uh, infused edibles. Um, they went up to their booth. They had their, their booth set up completely with edible line, everything. Officer made a purchase from them, and that's when they were um, arrested. They were the first people to be arrested. And this um, was on Friday, correct? On Friday, correct. Uh, the second people uh, was a lotion company. Um, a lady that had a bunch of CBD lotions, um, CBD lubes, and it was just crazy stuff. Did she get um, released, or was she actually she charged up, with CBD stuff? Yeah, she had nothing but CBD stuff, but her problem was she sold a THC joint to an undercover agent. Oh, she sold a joint. Okay. Yep. Right. Yeah, she right. sold one joint to the undercover agent, and that's what they, they ended up raiding her booth and find all the pre-rolls that she had um, underneath her table. Uh, you know, they actually cited her and released her um, on her own reconnaissance. So she did not sit in jail. Only people in jail right now are infused edibles because they plainly sold a whole bunch to them and they didn't give a shit. Yeah. Um, that was on Friday. Saturday comes around. Um, thinking everybody got the point. Hey, <laughs> this is not the place to advertise or do that. You're there to, you know, educate people. Um, the education, you know, was hard because how are you going to show your product and how are you going to do that and educate them without your product? So people, you know, started putting for display purposes only on their product. Well, that's still showing your product to their eyes. Um, so we had the, you know, the police come back in. Well, you, and you had told me, you had told me earlier that when you showed up on Saturday, the organizers were aware that there was already a presence forming. Is that correct? Oh, correct. Um, the, on Saturday morning, they were locked and loaded. Um, they had a little substation in the back of the, um, convention center <coughs> with a paddy wagon and a, um, a quote unquote testing facility. Um, so they can take edibles or any products from inside and actually go outside and test it. Wow. Set up like a, set up like a crime scene, like a crime scene already in process. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, they were, ready they to were do mass processing. Scene. It was CSI there already to do their work. Yeah. Um, 
It's kind of like the Dutch then, do their style. It's a very Dutch way of doing it. Like you just roll in and go hot and heavy, and you're like, Whoa. And, they, and they always send in the scouts first to check out who's boosted, yeah, who are the hottest ones, you know. And then the reason why they did that because there were so many people selling CBD products there, and quote unquote, they were just CBD only. So they said, okay, well, we're going to bring our CSI in, and we're going to test it. Your quote unquote CBD products. Yeah, I see. I see. So, so I've they were permitting. I've been theory. doing events for long years, and I've never seen anything like this. Yeah, no, um, that's definitely so that's definitely going to ruin that they show. Were, they were all piled up in the back, ready to wait for all the vendors to come in and start going through it. Um, you know, there was <laughs> these guys were wearing dis- uh, disguises. Uh, we had one DE agent. Well, when you said disguises, was it you talking like the beard and the fake mustache and the yeah, glasses? Bro, straight up beard. It looked like a dragnet. I mean, these guys were wearing leather jackets and boots and hair all messed up, beards all messed up. Um, the gentleman that we saw prior to that day, uh, like the fake DE agent, he came the next day in a wheelchair. Wait, so he'd been Wheeling. there one day walking, and the next day he came in a wheelchair? <laughs> with a patch on his eye, yeah, with a patch on his eye. Exactly. Did he have a patch? Did he have a patch? Yeah, no, it. he came in in a wheelchair with his beanie on, and, and he was going to table to table trying to get samples from everybody. Yeah, because okay. everyone had sympathy and, for the guy who was walking and, around yesterday. All right, so I feel like thing, people are going to get mad at The big thing is that one of the people recognized who he was, and he got on a loud uh, a PA and goes, don't sell into anything to this guy in the wheelchair. He's a cop. He's DEA. So everybody started booing him, and he gets up out of the wheelchair and walks the fuck out. He got up out of the wheelchair and walked out. All all I feel I can say is, does it suck, and is that super lame? Yes. And it fucking blows, but we kind of have to stop. Uh, you know, preaching about making it legal when we want to, and then when shit like this happens, saying, "Oh, this is so fucked up. This is so <coughs> fucked up." Because I mean, it's is that really any more different than a you know LCB agent, like a liquor control board agent, going yep. to a college place and going to a party and trying to buy a cup at a party with a bunch of underage kids? Like it's it's just as fucked up. But that is what is happening with the legalization. That's what is coming with it. If we want to. Uh, you know, be able to make this a legitimate enterprise and a legitimate business structure, we are going to have to start abiding by those rules. And if you can't abide by the rules that you can't sell an out-of-state or more than a quarter here in Colorado, then you can't abide by those rules and you should be facing just the same punishment as everyone else would because we can't we can't have our cake and eat it too. We have to, you know, push it as much as we can. But it does it is a shame to hear. But that's chat, funny. Get chat room is smashing yeah. the shit out of you. Kids. I don't care what the yeah. chat room no. says. It's, it's the because, truth. Because Ryan Ryan because that haircut makes his point invalid. Uh, 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 <laughs> that's fine, but it's the truth and everybody can say what they want, but it's it's the absolute truth. I mean if we want legalization we have to take it truth. we have to take it entirely. We can't sit here and say we want it, and then when something bad happens, be like, oh, well, that sucks. They shouldn't do that. I mean, it's the same Yeah, thing, and you have to be responsible with your actions. Exactly. You know, you were told prior, hey, you guys can't bet. You know, we're a California company. We came there with T-shirts, and that's it. And you know, that fights. That's it's it. Like, it's like kind of the, whenever we go to California to the cups there, we're always amazed, too, because people there are just selling straight-up weed right out of the booth. And, and in Colorado, they're definitely we know that we're under we know we're under scrutiny so any anybody all the sh- all the people got scared this year i mean this year was basically a cali cup yeah like, so so i want to i want to go back to the story because the sec this wasn't just cops 
This is DEA. No, this is this DEA. Is DEA. <laughs> That's why they look like they were in Dragnet and look stupid. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They have a budget for that shit. <laughs> and they actually spend some They money. do. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, the I second day, video they this came in the and they were looking for the big people. And you could tell because they were... They, they were going to the booth and acting like that was a big piece of red meat in the ocean and sharks just going around it, waiting for them just to slip up. Um, you know, we have a very good video of Cali Finest getting their booth raided because one individual passed the pre-roll to his worker, um, and that was it. Not to somebody else. He took it out of his pocket and gave it to his buddy so his buddy can go out to the vehicle and medicate because there was no medicating that happening at all there. Right. So he would be responsible in going out to his vehicle to do so privately. Um, the DE agents saw that happening, and bam, they all raided their booth uh, with full force. There was probably eight, D, you know, eight Metro, eight, you know, DEA cops there uh, in their booth, ransacking it. Um, they had their full display filled with empty packs um, of their pre rolls. So. They start just tearing up that display, ripping up all the packs, trying to see if there was any meds in there. And guess what they found? Nothing. So they destroyed their whole display and found nothing. Yeah. And then they start going onto their personal property, and one guy had a pack in his pocket for his personal use. Um, there was a girl there that had a purse there that had two packs in them for her personal use, and that was it. And they took them off. Um, arresting uh, one of the individuals in there. They actually had uh, mushrooms on them um, and resting for the mushrooms. It's always the mushrooms. Always. Mushrooms. <laughs> mushrooms are so much fun in Vegas. I can't blame them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> so, uh, you know, and that was the biggest thing. I mean, there was five people, uh, five booths totally raided with ten arrests. Um, and out of all those ten arrests, Half of them are released on a, you know, they're all recon, and the other ones are being late to be bailed out because they, they really broke the rules. I mean, they purposely said, "Hey, here you go." The people that had it on display, they didn't care. They they cited them and, and let them go. So those people got tickets. So, and then Sunday, it was a ghost town. Yeah. Yeah, that's usually what happens. In, <laughs> in those situations, like, are we going back? Fuck that. I mean, like, what's the point? No. Um, and they actually went to all the winners um, and said, hey, we need to get, have you guys come back, and we're going to do a awards assembly in a little room so you guys are not put on the heat. So Hempcon and I, Budtender, uh, went to everybody's booth and said, okay, we need you to come back and uh, go to this room. And we're all walking back, like, what the hell's going on? We just we have no idea. And uh, they said, okay, we're going to do the awards assembly here. Um, and basically gave us all our awards, whoever won, and uh, we went on our way. Um, and that was at 2 o'clock on Sunday, and they were still strong there. Um, they had probably about, at that point in time on Sunday, 30 cops there. Undercovers. So it was, it was only it cops. It was only cops only walking cops, around. Only people there 30 cops. cops. Walking around an empty thing with kicking cans, basically, like damn. Exactly, and that's why everybody knew. Okay, these are not, these are not patients. These are not cannabis users. And you know, I I went back there, ripped all my banners, closed the booth, and we were, you know, back to our house. So I'm trying to find the video, the good video. Um. <laughs> damn, sneezing on so the air. 
So unprofessional. Yeah, I'm trying to find the good video, man, and I uh, I can only find this one kind of terrible one on, that was. Yeah, I have an excellent video of it, and uh, unfortunately, my person that takes the video is taking a final for college right now. Oh no! So, well, I'll have a. I'll, I'll send that over to you guys uh, later on today when I say get it. But it's yeah, we the can whole put it up video the of the Cali finest getting rated, and you can see them pulling the. the the pre-rolls out of the purse and out of people's pockets, not on displays or under displays, and, you know, it, it's right there in front of you. So they're reaching into people's pockets and, and just... Yeah. So, what? You, I mean, you can't walk around with your own meds in your pocket at that point in time? Right. And wait, can you imagine that happening here, guys? Do you think it would go down? Do you think it's only... Well, that's what I'm thinking about the whole time. Tell me, Holly. I'm just trying to imagine it going down here, and I can imagine it being pretty trippy. What does that mean? I mean, I mean, I can see it coming coming out of nowhere. People probably don't expect to be raided while they're at a uh, trade show. Pizza guy's well, coming, right? Pizza guy, is going to dab or what? Right on. What's up, pizza guy? And Jetter. And Jetter, nice timing. Follow the pizza. Follow the norm. All right, so pizza guy's going to take a dab, big glob, right? Pizza guy. Hold on. Close that door. Close that door. Close no, on. That's good. Um, do you want to hit? Do you want to dab or something? You no, cool, it's man. the tradition. You got to do it. You got to do it. You got to do it. Pizza guy. Pizza guy. Disappointing pizza guy. Come on. Jedder. Pizza guy. All right, man. There's a bunch, At least Jedder's here. At least Jedder's here to clean up the mess. We're one for two. Last pizza guy was cool. Everyone on my post said, like, oh, yeah, like the pizza guy's going to say no in Colorado. Sure. There you go. We've, we've just beat the odds. Listen, yeah. pizza guy. If you quit smoking to help your career prospects a Don't few years ago, I'm going to tell you you're still a pizza <laughs> you guy. You should stop wow. smoking. <laughs> yeah, you should definitely not. Boo. Last time and fucking sit here and wait for it to get cold. Yeah, pass yeah, that shit in. out. Pass oh, it out. All right, so uh, Chris, is there anything else you want to say about it? Yeah, dude. You know, the bottom line of the story is, you know, we every vendor went in there knowing what to deal with. Um, you know, I, I've seen on social media, oh, you know, Hepcon did this, Hepcon did that, you know, Hepcon is conning people. No, we all signed a contract. And I can could, I could send you over my contract, and, it's, and you can see it in bold writing. No Venny, no showing anything off, no nothing. Everybody signed this contract, and everybody wants to put the blame onto a company that was just actually trying to help your community out there. Stuff. And that was it. And, you know, and the biggest thing is, it, this goes deeper into why the police were there. Well, the police were there because another venue brought right. them there. Another venue. Tell me more about that. Okay, so uh, I'm not afraid to say it because I said it since Friday. Um, Hempfest. Hempfest. Hempfest had their hands in this whole situation. What's Hempfest? Um, we have, uh, like Channel Eight in Las Vegas, did a whole thing on saying about you know how Hempfest took pictures of people smoking weed and next to next cops and giving the pictures to the narcotic squad. Okay. They were there to destroy Hempcon's reputation in Las Vegas. Um, you know, by contacting the undercovers, um, you know, and working with them prior to their event. So there's more into this story than, you know, than just some DEA agents and some cops showing up. There yeah, was that's foul because they never in do Vegas. That. So, uh, tell me more about that. That's a, that's an interesting, surprising angle on this that I want to ride through. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, when you have the newspapers saying it, and I was saying this on Friday, hey, this is HempCon. I mean, uh, HempFest doing this to us. Um, you know, HempFest doesn't want a bigger company coming in there and taking over Wait, their quote-unquote. Back up for one second. Fair. You said the newspaper said something about that. Yeah, uh, uh, Channel 8 Las Vegas. They reported that Hemp Fest? Hemp Fest, yes, yes. It's in their article how they were suspicious that Hemp Fest had no problems with their event, but we go to this event and there's so many problems, and that they took pictures and gave it to the narcs. That's crazy. That is crazy. Well, uh, yeah. anyone who wants to follow up on that story can call in. What do you think, Kate? Yeah, no, we're, we're working on it right now. Sure. Um, we actually, I put a phone call in to the reporter from Vegas, and he's going to be getting contact with me. I want to see what he had to say, you know, how he got his information. Um, you know, this was just a total bad event. Um, our intake person that did our intake had extra um, entries that he was supposed to return to the show that we give out to all the people in the show. Uh-huh. You know, the... The patrons, the vendors, they get all these freebies because we have extras. They ended up stealing all the entries. They being? Red, um, well, I can't put my finger, I can't say Red Red Brother, uh, Red Dragon Brothers did it, but they were responsible for our intake. And they didn't take care of it. And quote unquote, his buddy, Adam, uh, Capassion, Adam, uh, from Capashin Las Vegas is the one that took all of our entries. Over ten thousand dollars worth of product gone. Wow. So there were so, a, you know, a few fiascos this in this. Is, yeah, and those guys are are connected with guess who? Hamfest. How connected? Yes. They're very they're very connected. They're the ones that got the locations for them and did every you know, everything set up for Las Vegas show for them. Okay. Vegas is so cutthroat. They don't fuck around. Yeah, no, they don't fuck around. Yeah, and I found out a week prior to the event that they were, you know, set up, and I contacted HempCon and let them know, hey, this guy's a part of HempFest. We need to do something. At that point in time, we couldn't. We were already in contract with him, so we could not pull back. So we said, okay, well, we'll just go on with the show and, and hope for the best. Well, I knew it was coming, and when time was, you know, for us to receive the, the extras back to give to the crowd, they were totally gone. Right. And we heard in a half hour, uh, I heard five different stories from Nate from Red Brothers, uh, from Red Dragon Brothers, five different stories where that product could be. And it never showed so, up. <laughs> but it wasn't where, it's supposed to, where it was supposed to be either way. Yeah, he was supposed to bring it back to the show, and it went from, oh, yeah, I, my brother brought three, or uh, Adam brought three boxes over and gave it to this guy. Well, we brought all our workers that were there, and he couldn't pick out one worker of the, you know, who he dropped it off to. He goes, "Oh, it was some other guy." I said, "No, this is all the guys, bud." And then it went from, "Oh, we did, we just left it by the door." Um, and then I say, "Well, the funny thing is, you sit here and say three boxes, but we had nine boxes in total. So, you know, you're lying already about how many boxes there were." Uh, because I bud tender did a full count before they left intake. So they knew exactly how much medicine was there. And that's so, Vegas. <laughs> it, was, it was just basically the Las Vegas people yeah. doing some scantless ass shit. So all, all the way around. So do we, do we think did the did they give any indication that there is like a 
a bigger presence that that you know there's a national agenda or something that's looking you know in terms of the DEA and things like that that are watching we're watching you guys did they slip up like no, that it, it was more like hey we're, we're gonna sink hemp up because we don't want this in in, in our you know in our in our town or so in our state. It, was, it was pretty specific to hempcon yeah oh for sure I mean, especially when you have ham fest out there taking pictures of people smoking against the the two cops that we hired to watch people, and they were the two March cops. They said, "I don't give a shit about you guys. I'm here to make sure nobody does anything crazy." Right. And they were fine. They told, "Hey, you guys want to smoke? You smoke over there." They were super polite. Um, It was the undercover cops, and that had a different agenda. Like somebody paid them off to do this. Well, and from what I heard, you you know, everybody, every big local out there said, yeah, you didn't pay off the right cops to do this. And it was just, it's a cowboy town, I guess. Yeah, that's kind of how it is. I'm, I'm curious, definitely stay in touch as you talk to that reporter and find out more on this story. Uh, we're going to bring it back to bad news from here in Colorado. <laughs> um, but thanks for calling in, man. Thanks for breaking down the whole okay. story. We'll be bringing it back again in the last hour. If you want to add any details or answer any questions, you can call back in. Bye, bud. Thank All right, you thank, thank you. Hey, thanks for calling. Bye, All right, so first of all, fuck a morning pizza. This pizza, when they say New York style. Is it Ragu Brothers pizza? It's, I mean, you know, I am going to have another slice, but no, it's disgusting. It's not New York it. style. Did you, did you say extra cheese? Uh, no, no, I said okay, regular. Imagine if, you did, imagine if you said extra cheese. It's regular. It was, it's it's thick. Put that up. It's like it's a coat of like, paint on there. It doesn't Terrible. look anything like pizza. It's too fluffy no, it's to wrong. be pizza. Wrong. It's... it's I, it's, it, it's, As he, he grabs his second slice, stuffs it in his mouth, and shoves it into it's his so mouth. It's not. It's not New York pizza. No, it's totally not New York pizza. Like that's and why I, I didn't even want it at first. I didn't even want it at first. I was like, ooh, I don't know. It looks like it's way too much cheese. Look at this. Look at this. I'm still noticing how everybody's only saying I didn't want it at first. Or hey, well, you, this you is shitty. But it was. Wasn't so bad that I just spit it out, but I could not eat another one. No, I'm done. That's gonna hurt later. I eat Elios. You know, like okay, Elios or Elios. 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 No. Elios. Elios. But how do you spell eel? It's not Elios. I know. I know. Elios. Silent E. You just said it was Elios. Invisible E. It's a pronunciation. It's Elios. No. It is. If you look it up on their website, it says Elios. Your mother says it. Are both correct? But however, I say Elios. You've looked it up on their website. Oh yeah, that's that's like a conflict I've been having since I was a kid. Elios or Elios? Don't pretend like you've never had that conflict. I have never had that conflict. We just did. Small-minded. You're way more conflict-prone than we are. You did in your own mind, and I just sort of conflict massaged it. But you can't get out of here. I to keep it away. Disappointing. Elios. Yeah, you can't get All it. right, just Jeez. shut the hell up. Who cares? Tomato? Tomato? Tomato. Tomato. All right. It's definitely a tomato. Um, so, all right, you guys want to talk more bad in, news? Let's bring in the... Yeah, I'm all... Let's bring on. Oh, wait, wait, we got to bring your mic wait, in. we got to bring your mic in. Hold on. Wait. What it is? We're not more bad that. news? Are you talking about their bad news? Is something else happening to you guys? No, their bad news. All right, it's still bad news, but I was just making sure nothing else happened. So there was the Vegas bad news that we just got. So now Colorado bad news. Yeah. Tell the whole story, because we never told it. Okay, oh. well, I, I guess it, it depends on how far you want to go back. Let's let's go back to the beginning. Uh, basically, in, beginning of time. Beginning of time. Uh, <laughs> recreational cannabis time, uh, 2013, January. Uh, the bill was signed by Governor Hagan Looper. <coughs> 
Um, we incorporated Blue Mountains, uh, BM Services, uh, MJ Proper, uh, Lazy Lion. There was a few of us that all incorporated as private collectives, uh, mm -hmm. membership uh, assistance programs for recreational cannabis. Uh, on the heels of that, House Bill 1317 went into effect uh, right around May of 13, uh, effectively grandfathering our models in uh, in the collective market. Um, you went have you had the lazy line that went up into Colorado Springs and set up a brick and mortar location as, and has been very successful. Mm -hmm. um, been on the reimbursement model for a little over a year now. <laughs> um, in Denver. We, BM Services, did a delivery model. In other words, we were providing all of our assistance through delivery. So we did uh, reimbursement models down on 420 at Castleman's uh, in a dab bus, in a dab bar. Uh, we were featured on the, the cover of the Denver Post, uh, you know, that basically essentially created the dab bar, uh, or bus, rather. I mean, we used a bus to prove our point that it was legal and that we could do it legally, et cetera, in Rob Corey's parking lot. And so... Eric Gorski published that article, and, and basically the, the momentum of events has unfolded ever since. Uh, Ed from MJ Proper was on the delivery model and was functioning last year, just like BM Services. Um, he actually picked up a undercover officer and, you know, did reimbursement to that officer four or five times, okay? Uh, Denver ended up filing charges against Ed Kaus and arresting him. Uh, Mr. Kaus sat in jail for eight months. He had uh, some other back charges that he was dealing with, uh, along with the cannabis charges as well. Uh, the district attorney uh, offered deal after deal after deal to him and his, you know, aging wife, and they declined the offers. Mr. Kaus is a former uh, uh, legal, uh, paralegal, so he does have some legal background. And so he defended himself successfully in the case. And the district attorney dropped the case, quote-unquote, in the interest of justice. And so he was basically notified by the court that, you know, what he was doing wasn't illegal, but that he needed to find a place to do it. And so when Ed got out of jail, he contacted me. You know, we're still operating on the Blue Mountains model, had been for the last, you know, year. And asked me what, you know, I thought he should do. And I said, well, they gave you a green light, and they said, go, you know, go find your place to do it and get your, your operation up and running. And so he found the location off of uh, Pecos and Alameda. And so he trademarked the name POTUS, which is a acronym for people of the United States. It was um, out of many one, very inclusive uh, location, membership-based. You did have to fill out the application. Uh, almost identical application uh, that Ed handed to the undercover officers uh, that handed him a case last year, in fact. And so... Uh, as soon as the lease was handled, the facility was up and running, uh, we actually sent out four certified registered letters to the city attorney, uh, the prosecuting attorney, the judge, and the assistant city attorney, and notified them that we were putting our location there since the uh, charges had been dropped and that we had been deemed operating justfully uh, within the law. And so we opened the doors, what would you say, late February? Would that be correct, Norm? Somewhere around there. I'm not positive of the exact date. Yeah, it, was, it, would, it would have been right at the end of February. Um, and so the club is a locked membership club. You can't get in the door without knocking on the door and gaining entry from somebody giving you access. And so on March 11th, 
uh, we were in the club. We had like six or eight people in the club, uh, all enjoying the, the facility, and we got a knock on the door. And it wasn't a hard knock. It wasn't a cop knock. It wasn't. It was just a knock. And so Ed, standing at the door, who you know, mind you, is an elderly gentleman. He's you know sixty five plus. You know, opened the door, and as soon as he opened the door, they reached in and grabbed his wrist and physically yanked him out into the street. Now, I'm standing behind the bar, and I just witnessed Ed disappear out the door, and I'm not exactly sure what happened. So I'm making my way towards the door, and as I am walking from behind the bar, here comes uh, six cops, you know, in rank, walking in the door. And <clears throat> they come in drug raid style. Um you know, the first thing we ask them, does anybody have a search warrant? No, nobody's got a search warrant. This is a public location, da 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 Well, no, it's not a public location. This is a private location. But obviously you have guns and badges, so we'll let you do your thing, but you don't have a search warrant. And they said, no, that's correct. We don't have a search warrant. Okay. So they questioned, questioned everybody in the bar, basically sent them packing uh, once they ID'd everybody, didn't find any arrest warrants, et cetera. Nathan Christensen who was a former Iraq vet, was sitting at the end of the bar. And he told them, you know, I don't have a ride, you know, because he's disabled. Uh, do I need to leave? And the cops told him, no, you don't have to leave. You can stay. So he literally stepped back up to the bar, plugged his e-nail back in, and started doing dabs. <laughs> and so <laughs> it's, it's me and Ed. Ed is in, at the front door. They dragged him back in the front door. He, he's in bracelets. Okay, sitting at the front door. Uh, the cops are questioning me. I, of course, I'm telling them they need to talk to my attorney. And so, you know, I haven't given them any information. And so after they secure the, the building, it's 8,000 square foot. It took them 10 minutes to walk through there. Um, you know, they come back, and the one cop looks at the other cop and says, well, we can't hand out any uh, public consumption tickets. Nobody was smoking. And so when the cops walked in, like literally, for whatever reason, nobody was smoking. We were all just looking stone-faced at the cops. And so the one cop says to the other cop, it looked like a vice cop, and then we had a guy in uniform with, like, a flak jacket on. And the vice cop says to the, the uniform cop, hey, you give him a 44-302, whatever it is. And then he looked over at me, and he says, you give him a 38-whatever the ordinance was. And so they take Ed out of the bracelets, and they hand him a clean indoor air act violation ticket on a gold citation, and they hand me a possession distribution ticket of under four ounces which is a misdemeanor which was also on a gold citation and they left okay and so we immediately went back on the facebook and published that we would be open again in fact we never closed we told people to come on back down you know that the club would continue to be open and we had talked about this in the structure when we opened up the club what if they come what if they do this what are we going to do are we going to reopen you know how long are we going to be willing to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Denver. And basically we came to the conclusion until we got a cease and desist. And so they took all of our product. They took, you know, five ounces of shatter. They took our pre-rolls. They took, uh, you know, any cannabis that was on the shelf, et cetera, and they left. And that was it. And so, you know, we set the, com set the company back up. We bought all our reimbursement back in for all of our members. There's over... 250 members within the POTUS community alone. Uh, Blue Mountains has over 600 members standing alone in and of itself. Uh, we can provide assistance, basically six plants for every one of those individuals and up to an ounce of cannabis. So as far as the 
legal structure that we're operating on, we have you know the ability to have the cannabis in the clubhouse, and we also have the ability to provide the reimbursement within the clubhouse under state law. And so, you know, we basically disseminated that the cops were gone. They did what they did. They were going to figure it out, and then you know they weren't going to be back. Okay. And so on the very next day, uh, we get back in the club and we get a knock at the door, 10 a.m. And you open up the door and it's a fire marshal. You know, fire marshal wants to inspect fire code. So they walk through, the, the fire marshal walks through, and of course we, we pass fire code. Everything's good. And so the fire marshal leaves. You know, and he basically explained to us, look, you know, one guy a day gets us radio. And he's like, you know, you're lucky it was my day. You know, because I don't really care. Everything's legal, and as far as I can see, everything in here is up to code. And he left, okay? So we ended up throwing a party that weekend. It was it was the controversial A.J. Hashman's party, okay? You know, the one that always gets harassed at the Roxy or water or wherever he throws it. Yeah, okay? they really exactly. have their... Exactly. And the fire marshal warned us, too, that code enforcement was going to be back with the police. And okay. so the thing is, is, look, we had all these things in mind. We made sure that code was right. We made sure that our our our, our structure was right. We made sure that the club membership was structured correctly. The papership was structured correctly. You had to fill out every form, etc., before you could even partake in the club and i mean people were upset it was like a 12-page application people were like oh my god why do i gotta sign my life away well because that's what protects us right or and theoretically theoretically and that's exactly it and so after you know building code came through and fire code came through and there were no more violations i think it was pretty clear to the city of denver that they didn't have uh an ace in the sleeve to pull out and so you know basically what they did is they set it all back up for an undercover investigation on 418, you know, which is 420 weekend. It's the biggest weekend, of right? Of course they did. And, right. and if we had a full house on Saturday, you know, no doubt there was there was a full house. You know, there was probably 50, 75 people in there in the middle of the afternoon yep. when the cops came in. And so, you know, I'm actually behind the bar. The member comes up to me, asks for a $60 sack, which struck me as a bit odd because typically it's a quarter or it's an eighth or it's a gram. You know, and this guy asked for a 60, and I turned around. I was like, you want a 60? He's like, yeah, 60. I said, okay, here's your 60. So I waited out. I gave it to him, and he walked away. And so as I walked over to the front of the counter, uh, all of a sudden the door opens up. We get a knock. Doorman opens the door. Cops rush in with a piece of paper in their hand, and they're like, we got a search warrant. We got a search warrant. Everybody sit down, da-da-da-da-da. And, I mean, they came in 12 deep. I, I, I counted every single one of them, Okay. So they come in 12 deep like it's a drug raid. They are wearing covered <laughs> masks as if it was a meth lab or as if this was a, uh, you know. Crack house. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and we're talking about a legal substance in the state of Colorado. We're talking about a private facility. We're talking about everybody in the facility over 21 and partaking within legal amounts. So. I don't even understand where the disconnect is with even the police having the nerve to come in in a fashion like they did. If they so, want to come and have a talk about it, you know, they should send us a letter. So right. an undercover had obviously become a member, right? So well, that's how that guy was in able fact, to come in. In fact, two undercovers had been become a member. The, the undercover that came in initially on the 11th that handed me the first citation, okay, because we received the discovery for that, okay, he then brought his buddy in on the 18th. And it says right in the discovery, you know, they filled out the membership forms, yep. they paid the membership fee, and then they proceeded to the bar to get the reimbursements. 
Well, they've done everything legally that we've required them to do as an assistance model in the state of Colorado. And so my position is, is I don't care if you're a DEA agent. If you're in the state of Colorado and you're 21 and you want some assistance with some cannabis, I'm there for you. I mean, it's legal in this state. The substance is legal. There's no reason I shouldn't be able to provide that substance for you or any other member in the state of Colorado. Never had a been helping people for a minute. Never had any tr trouble now since since uh, since we're legal. You know, it's funny because I spent more time in court since it's been legal hmm. than I ever have prior to it being legal. That's funny. Have you noticed that? Um, nobody died from weed until it went legal as well. It's <laughs> funny. That is that right? Nobody <laughs> medically even died from it until we legalized yeah, it recreationally. Talking about that yesterday. Yeah, and so it's funny because it, you know they, it, it, you know, nothing illegal happened. Okay, and and I'm confident that when you know I get into the district attorney's office and we have a uh, solid man-to-man -man conversation about what model we were executing, you know, our timelines of events, how we did things, when we did them, and the fact that I'm not a criminal. I mean, criminals don't send certified registered letters to city yeah. attorneys yeah. and judges <laughs> and tell the them ones exactly ever where they're going to be <laughs> at bad, doing what bad they criminals, do. Bad criminals. The DA, the DA is not going to know more than you. You're going to have to school the DA. And that's <laughs> just exactly it. I will be in there uh, probably explaining more to the law to lawmakers and, and the people that are, that are controlling that than than themselves and that that is disheartening you know and I guess it gets back to kind of the reason that we're all here you know uh, and I guess the message is is that it's not being regulated like alcohol and I and I can make it real simple and and explain it to you real easy if you take three documents House Bill 1284 which regulated medical marijuana if you take House Bill 1317 which regulates recreational cannabis and you take current alcohol regulations in the state of Colorado and you put them on a table and you get anybody to read and compare those documents okay you can take those three documents and compare them and you can ask anybody which two are the most alike okay the two that are most alike are 1284 and 1317. In fact, 1317 was basically crafted directly off of 1284. Uh, the entire quote was basically ripped out of there. <coughs> there has been some tweaks for uh, red card emission, uh, 21 up in sales, uh, etc. But it's not being regulated like alcohol. There's not even one paragraph in alcohol regulation codes that match 1317. And so just from a basic perspective of taking words on paper and comparing them and seeing which two are the most alike, it's a simple assertion for anybody that can read and compare. I don't care how conservative, conservative you are. I don't care if you hate weed. I don't care any of those things. If you can read the documents and tell me which two are the most alike, it's easy. It's like Sesame Street. <laughs> It's like tricky for some people. <laughs> I, I do have questions. I have you're, You've provoked a lot of questions in me. Yeah, why don't we, just in case we've had any new listeners since his explanation, just remind everybody what we're talking about. I do want to do that. So here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking we should do shout-outs, bring it Perfect. back. Yep. Like That's a real good. show. Like a real All right, show. cool. I'm Let's a real show. <laughs> I'm a real show now. <laughs> of course, big, 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 big shout-out to Way to Grow. Uh, check them out at seven locations all around the state. Just the dirt bags, yeah. Is it still, it's still it two months in a row? Yeah. Still it. the dirtbag sale, guys. And maybe on. our f computer just froze. No, even the it. signs on the way. I was there yesterday. The signs on the way to go. Because oh, they call it the dirt cheap. You know what? I remember this from last year too. 
double dirt, che- double down dirt cheap. Yeah, I remember making jokes. Yeah. And yeah. Because, I mean, now everyone's getting their outdoor gardens going. I put my tomatoes in. Mother's Day is when everyone my plants. My tomato, your tomato. Do you plant, do you grow vegetables? Not here yet, but at the oh, Aces, man. of course. All my cucumbers and my, my basket of fire peppers doing great. But yeah, I went to Way to Grow to get my cocoa and my Perlite, my basic nudes, just for the... And you use that Don't Show code, right? Absolutely. 25% off. It's more than that. I got 25% off my stuff. They're capping you. <laughs> <laughs> they, they know you're the kid. That's they recognize why. the man bun. They're, They're like, like oh, oh, the kid. He, he gets a, uh, he gets chopped. Chopped. Five percent. It's all right. Twenty five percent is still higher than uh, pretty much anybody else. This anybody there, else? So. Sage Master's only getting twenty. So <laughs> he knows everyone's account. He's just dropping your account. <laughs> nobody, nobody's using my account anymore. But they're using the the show Adam account. Gun Show account. Exactly. Keep using right. it, guys. We'll we'll try to get a sweet hookup negotiated. I feel like that's what we could do if a lo- if enough people use it. We can be like, look, Corey, how about we do a special that if people use this account, this one special product yep. is, like, super cheap this month. You know what I mean? Like a dollar. A dollar, yeah. We're going for the dollar sale. Dollar sale. I love, I love dollars. that. Done dollar. You like done dollar? I'm telling you, now that I got a kid, I cruise through the dollar store sometimes and mm-hmm. go, damn, this stuff. I would buy that. For, I'll take that for a dollar. I'll buy that for a dollar. <laughs> 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 I'll go through five bucks and come out with, like, four things and... Yeah. It's perfect. All right, big shout out to Incredibles Edibles. Yes, I got the Afogato bar in did my you life. Get one? I do. Yes, I expected the you caramel got to it? be like a caramello for some reason. No, no. It's, you have to really no, like no. coffee. Like it's got whole yeah, it's coffee, more coffee than anything else. Crunchy, crunchy. It's not the best thing right before bed. No, no. Did you have to brush your teeth right after two? That's awesome. Well, yeah, yeah. There's none too. But it was effective, right? And it was better than the fireberry. Not necessarily better. Speaking of which, speaking of which, hold on, hold on. I don't know if it was better than the fireberry. Stacy had a one in. Three quarters of a piece, I guess. Of a... Uh, I think it was the monkey bar. Okay, so that's a weak one. So the monkey bar is the banana walnut bar. I think it was, but I'm not 100% sure. She might have to so she had about that 45 milligrams. But then it was like... It was funny because like, you know, we would put Nick to bed and then... Like, I went downstairs, made food, had food already, sat there, went up three, four times, trying to wake her up. And I was just like, it was me remembering that she ate the cake. You know, was like, yeah. I, I did the remember. I was like, oh, you're not getting up. Yeah, yeah. we're, like, we're just going to give up on this was, I was like, I'll just go put your food on the fridge. For uh, so, I love yeah. it. Anything before, anytime before bed. is, is, is Once you lay down after edibles, it's done. Done. you're not going to have much time done. to think about it. You're like, yeah. yeah, this edibles. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Done. Of course, big, big shout out to Jeremy at Build the Soil. Oh, yeah. Dude, let's bring him on again to teach us about let's, more. Those episodes are wildly popular. Let's go out to a spot and shoot. You want to go out to the Western Slope and film on location? Like four hours away. I know. Yeah, it's really far, man. I know. We it's can a nice out, ride. We can figure out some angles get a, and come out. To a motel sponsor. Yeah, exactly. Or we, we'll, we'll, <laughs> on the road. we'll do it on the road. Why don't we just get him a GoPro and let him broadcast on our live stream? That's going to do, too. Let's do that. And then we Helmet can cam. You. We'll work that out. Go to Build the Soil. A lot of people have been hitting me up for the Soul code, cam. the Adam Dunn Show code for Build the Soil. I think it was ADS four twenty, but that might have been for something specific. What you got to do is just hit Jeremy up and ask him, and tell him you're listening to the show. You need the discount. And of course, big, big, big shout out to Dark Horse Genetics. Where's where are you hiding, Jason? He's hiding to your left. He's literally, I'm hiding. like, uh, he's literally. Hiding. Yeah, get uh, get on a mic, buddy. No, it's there. Yeah, talk on a microphone. Yeah, don't just wave. Talk, talk. What's up, everybody? What's going on with out? you? We we never have we have I like I look at your website for updates. I got some updates. Update us. I yeah. got a lot of updates. Do that. Do that. Do that. Uh, let's see. SpaceX. What you know about SpaceX? You're you going on SpaceX. Worked a little deal with SpaceX. No. Yeah, we're putting some seeds into orbit. No, really? Are you doing that? Yeah. I need to know uh, 
what tests dark star we're gonna throw send what tests you would like to see done on seas that have been to orbit and back nice got well, another one for you another really sweet one um bobby flay what talk to bobby flay that's cool a little bit we're not done but uh i think we're bringing an edible line to denver which would be a sick bobby flay edible line but all this is down the road don't How expect it tomorrow I've I been working. We were good at wheeling and dealing, but he's I've been like, working, boys. No, seriously, we're sitting here doing a radio hustle. show. He's out hustling. I mean, any, I mean, we've had the the, the vending machines are are up and running. Are right? they coming here? Are they coming soon. Vending machines in Denver soon. Um, yes, there's, Denver's really really hard to work in, as we just heard Jetter talk about a little bit. Denver's hard, but um, yeah, check out LA, check out Seattle, check out the website, download the app. And I want to hear more can about we just this put Jetter talk. Can, we, no, we're going back. We're can going we go Glendale? Can we just put in Glendale? <laughs> Close enough. Yeah, let's do it. Let's put one in uh, in the smoking gun. Yeah, or just set up. Life's out for whatever over there. Put a smaller one. Open up a small like Buy out one of those. Other ones. Hey, get out of, get out of here. Uh, <laughs> let's also, of course, shout out AU Extracts. For sure. AU. AU. Also doing some big things. Tell with me these about guys. that. I don't know. You, yeah, what, what, I, I don't tell anybody's story. There's another collab we got working on at UX Tracks. Boom. Fans. Go ahead. You and, say um, it. Do it. As far as I know right now, it's in the preliminary stages as well, but I think that we're going to uh, be giving AUX Tracks a lot of material, and hopefully we're working out a little bit of a deal where we'll have a greenhouse right next to them. And I think uh, a lot of breeders are going to be down there. Jocelyn Plata's in the area. I'll be down there. I heard a rumor Dunn's going to be playing around down there. So uh, Why am I the last one to hear these might rumors? Turn into a really I hear it at cool the same time spot. as everybody on the internet, and Dunn winks at me. <laughs> yeah, that's how it works. But the big deals go down. I can't tell, them. I can't tell you because you get all you know, <laughs> sticky. No, what? <laughs> I just let you sign the paper. <laughs> it's on the camera. <laughs> exactly. Um, also, Chalice, a uh, little shout out to them for getting it. It's starting to get momentum, you know. Every time I put on my uh, phone, it's like, bam. All yeah, the another indoors. another act is being added on. Yeah, yeah. So the lineup's many, so pretty sick, dude. So many music. Action Bronson's Dude, playing. it's cool to bring the fam, right? No. No. no, I don't think to that event. I don't no. think that's a family event. Oh, no. Can they chill in the hotel? Huh? I was gonna get fair in those ear things, dude. I almost bought them her, for her birthday, literally yesterday. I was like, oh, we might go to Chalice. I wouldn't. I, I mean, think I, it's such no. a no. No, Arise Festival. We're sticking it to definitely Arise. Arise okay. is gonna be. It's great. also gonna be really hot. It's gonna be and fun. It's, high, it's gonna be really hot. hot. Is it gonna be really hot? I don't even know if I want to go. And they just sold out all of their indoor. We AC don't want to be boots, indoor. You don't want to be indoor so. though. It's boring. What? All hot. the stages are outside. It's going to be all stages. Oh, Don, it's going to be so hot and dusty. Your beard's going to be all like dreadlocked. Oh. Wook out. Wook, I, can look, dread I can look it up. out. I can do that. Oh, it's going to be Mad have, Max. Yeah, it could be Mad Max. That'd be good. We can do that for a All right, let's fucking do it. All right. We'll all do right. the Mad Max edition. There you go. Boom. Boom. All right. Uh, and on that note, you want to bring it back? Bring it back. So uh, we're talking here with Chris Jetter. Of po- formerly of POTUS or still of POTUS? Well, we're with Blue Mountain, so you know you got to understand the structure of the uh, the sure. The and that's where my questions are aimed. So please. yeah, and, and let me uh, let me clue you in. Basically, the the structure was when MJ Proper Ed came to us and asked us if we wanted to be a part of a club. Uh, the answer is yes, and the answer is always yes. Adam Dunn, you want to open the club? Yes. 
bike you want to open a club yes um, look we're, we're in it to win it and we feel that we can provide reimbursement services in a box on a plane and a train with a fox we don't care where it's at in the state of colorado <laughs> you want reimbursement we're on spot we'll can handle you, it can you can you explain how that works legally yeah i can okay basically well, i was going to say that's definitely because <laughs> here's reference. the thing all <laughs> even before the doctor's <laughs> reference all of this sounded really awesome I actually do want to do one more pause before I hit press you for the answer. If you're watching the show, hit like right now, please. I'm going to try to point to it. It looks <laughs> like if I go like this, I might be pointing to the like button. Somewhere in this region here, hit like or tweet or not not the heart. Not the one that's over above uh, the kid. Does it look like this? The one above me. Is it a thumbs up? No, not It's not up. those like buttons are thumbs up, right? It's uh, it probably is Does now. It just say like. But anyone, a- anyway, everyone, please, please, please. Now, see, I see you guys clicking the wrong like button. Click the Facebook like button. There's like a hundred of you watching. If even half of you click it, we'll be able to get this thing moving in an extremely awesome direction. That's all we're going to ask for admission to this. Now then, <laughs> Jenner, tell yes. us a secret to how you do the reimbursement. Okay, it, it's in assistance. Okay, what the Constitution says in the state of Colorado is, and I'll quote it, assisting another person who is 21 years of age or older in any of the char- characteristics of the acts described in paragraphs uh, A through D of this subsection. Okay, A through D uh, basically talk about uh, possession, uh, using, displaying, purchasing, or transporting marijuana accessories or one ounce or less of marijuana. Uh, possession, growing, processing, or transporting no more than six marijuana plants, with three or fewer being mature flowering plants, and possession of the marijuana produced by the plants on the premises where the plants were grown, provided that their growing takes place in an enclosed locked space and is not conducted openly or publicly and is not made available for sale. Okay? Uh, transfer of one ounce or less of marijuana without remuneration to a person who is 21 years of age or older. The R word. The R word, okay. In consumption of marijuana provided that nothing in this section shall permit consumption that is conducted openly and publicly or in a manner that endangers others. All right, so I get that, but remuneration means money. Yes. So it means anything. Well, well let sure, me, anything. And, right, so, and, and let me break it down. It's simple. Yeah. It's like this. Uh, if Bike Holly here doesn't grow cannabis okay and he knows that blue mountains grows great cannabis because his friends have had some recreational cannabis he needs assistance okay by collie can go into a recreational cannabis center right now and purchase cannabis and be provided a 27 percent tax or whatever okay sure or he can go talk to adam dunn and say adam dude grow six plants for me yeah bro and adam will and can okay, now, now, so here's here's where I'm surprised. Okay, the can part, that's okay to do. You can do that. There's it's, I mean, it says it right there in the Constitution. It's right there in the amendment that was passed. Okay, so and it's literally that easy. It's that easy. Now Dunn can Mike, provide. You knew this all along. Yeah, Jeter, Jeter told me this years ago. Yeah, Dunn can provide the cannabis. Okay, now Dunn's got some significant costs into providing that cannabis. He's got to pay his rent bill. He has to pay his electric bill. He has to pay for newts. He has to pay for the water bill. He has to pay for all of the things that it costs to grow that cannabis. Okay, mm-hmm. and provide that cannabis for Mister Howley. 
Okay, He can give Mr. Halley an ounce of that cannabis at any time he wants it, and Mr. Halley can reimburse him for the cost that went into that cannabis. So is there court precedent for this? Well, no, of course not. It's all gray. I mean, you're talking about an area that has never been dragged through the court. Look, we thought we would drag through this situation once last year in Denver and prevailed. You know, Ed had his case dropped. It right. was dropped, quote so unquote, in the name it, of so justice. There was no sure. And this is the thing. This is this is what the city of Denver is doing and will continue to do. And I want to make this very clear, okay? They come in, they parade us out on the streets, and they make it a high profile case. It hits the Westward. It hits the Denver Post. It makes us look at, look like criminals. Okay? But in reality, when we go into the district attorney's office, Mitch Morrissey's office, and I lay my Fifty Shades of Grey down on the table, and they decide, well, you know what? We really don't have the, the stomach to prosecute this case. You know, Kid, what's wrong with you? <laughs> it's just a little the reference, but it's just funny. Uh, that, that's, it's just a funny reference. We're, we're going to drop this case, okay? <laughs> well, the problem is, is that puts me right back in the gray area, just like it put Ed back in the gray area last year. And despite sending out certified registered letters to the city attorney, the judge, the prosecuting attorney, et cetera, right. We still got another undercover investigation into our private membership club. Mm-hmm. The club is dual residency. It's residency and ownership uh, business base. So you've right. got the zoning for both pieces there. And I mean, there was an apartment there. Yeah. I mean, we might as well be sitting in Ed's living room and yep. all doing bong hits, which is completely legal in the state of Colorado. So you'd think. Yeah. So and was the entranceway like the, it's, they have two different entranceways? Or is there a- no, you come in through the front door. You knock on the door. We open the door. We let you in. Right. We determine who you are. You either have access or you don't. I mean, it's simple. And they breached that by pulling him out and then... On the first on the first go around, you know, yeah. they, they actually came in. They signed the membership forms. They got the reimbursement legally, you know, and then they left. And then they came in and conducted a, a drug operation, quote unquote, right. and handed out a gold citation for a misdemeanor. Now, now you gotta, when you say gold citation, I picture Willy Wonka gold ticket. No, like no, a standard, regular, a standard old, a traffic, traffic ticket. ticket. You mean like yeah, goldenrod. Yeah. 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 Yellow piece of okay. paper. Not a bad one. Now, not consider a, this. Bad. The second time when they came in on 418, they literally put us in handcuffs on the sidewalk, okay, dragged us downtown, quote, unquote, for questioning. They, they kidnapped us okay. for about an hour and a half. Nobody's picture got taken. Nobody was charged. Nobody was actually put in jail. And, in fact, they handed me the same gold citation with the same charge that they handed me a month earlier. So, so, so they never this, told wait. you that you were under arrest? Did no. They, did they read you They told rights? us they were taking us downtown for questioning. And they never asked us and one question. And never asked us one question. And they sat us in a room for two hours and didn't ask one question. So technically right there in itself, they can't, I mean, unless you're under arrest... They they can't forcefully take you anywhere. They right? detained well, us. They did they took us downtown. Well, I guess you can be detained for twenty four hours. I guess for probable right. cause. You know, and the other thing right? is, look, I you know, as soon as the cops hit the door, you know, I get I get my attorney on the phone, and I got my my phone in hand, asking the cops, hey, you know, who's the supervisor? Who wants to talk to the attorney? You know, did we get one of those cops to actually raise a hand and take that phone? No. Nope. And did did any of those cops? Uh, did they even let us read a search warrant? Did you oh, no. s- did you see one page of a search warrant? Oh no, not one. The dude just walked around the building, just waving it around, and then it got put up. And so, so he said he had it. He never showed. Yeah, it. we never yeah. physically never registered. Served and it. so as they detain us and they take us downtown, they physically ransack the building as if it was like a meth raid. I mean. Uh, the tables were disheveled. All the product was stolen out of the uh, cases once again. They took all of our pre-rolls, mm-hmm. all of our wax, all of our shatter. You know, we had 
edibles for the weekend. It was 418. We were stocked up for all of our members. It was a big party. Yeah. And they crashed the party. That's Well, that's like, uh, again, we, we kind of go back to the uh, Dutch mentality where they know they got you in a kind of yo-yo effect where they can come in and they call it plucking you like a chicken there. They go, oh, like, I mean, we pluck you, you know, and you've been plucked. You just sort of left there with nothing, you know, a couple, you know, and they get to nurse yourself back up and they wait until you're at the kind of the healthiest and then they come in and do it again. Yep. And they kind of just do that to you every few years and it's just become so normal that you're kind of like, whoa, it's been four or five years. It's kind of weird. You know, and I'll boom. I'm expecting a plucking. And well, you'll get plucked again and then you're like, ah. And that's why we really need light on this subject now because the thing is, is look, I've got two criminal cases going through the criminal justice system right now. Uh, the legislators haven't regulated like alcohol. If they had, they would have given us a big head nod and a smile. So that's my question number two. Where was that onus placed? I mean, I know they called the bill that, but it didn't actually say in the proposed language anywhere that they were going to regulate it like alcohol, right? Oh, well, yeah. yeah. They, they <laughs> sold us that, that whole election on regulate it like alcohol. No, I know, I know, they, I know that was the sales pitch, for if, sure. If, if they would have said regulate it like medical marijuana, I wouldn't have voted on it. If they said that they were going to not do it that way, I would have just kept my red card. Right. They sold me that vote on regulate this like alcohol. And you could have, you could, they could have titled it, and they could have regulated it like medical marijuana. That sure. could have been viable, and the voters may have voted on it. And it certainly was would have been more honest. Exactly. But the problem is, is that you have a a amendment that was regulate like alcohol, and they are regulating like medical marijuana. They've been, they've adopted the entire code. In fact, I don't know of one brew microbrew that needs to hop track track hops to sale yeah, you know what right? i mean or all their barley and all their and, weed and the, and and the like, excuse no they give for that is well beer is not illegal in all 50 or beers is legal everywhere well it doesn't matter i can't leave colorado with colorado booze and travel to utah with it because right. that is illegal it's just like me. the public consumption piece i hear over and over and over oh my god but you got public consumption well you know what you can't consume alcohol publicly in the state of colorado Public parks, you can consume near beer. You can't walk down the street and drink a beer. You will be arrested. You will be cited for public, public intoxication. intoxication. Okay. So by definition, drinking a beer in a bar is not public consumption. No. So why is smoking cannabis in a in a cannabis bar considered public right. consumption? Clearly, that's not public. Mm, that's not public. Are, and why is it okay to drink all this alcohol in football games and baseball games and stuff? That's I mean, definitely in public. I can go to Chuck E. Cheese. I can have my four-year-old running around at my knee level with open beers and yeah. pitchers flowing, and that's all regulated in the state of Colorado. Yeah, I know. Chuck E. Cheese is always a good example if you really want to compare it <laughs> to anybody. Like, hmm, that's kind of a weird mix. I just always found it strange that they chose a like mouse or a rat as their food mascot. Well, one, it's just me. Cause one, cheese, one of the good me. things you can compare it to is how the gun laws were voted on down south and then the government officials changed the way that worked. They they recalled all those people. Those people lost their jobs. Why aren't we doing that about the weed? Because I voted for it to be regulated like alcohol, and nothing I think else. Everybody did. And I think the thing is, is like I think – I think it could have been easy for the legislators to adopt 1284 and say, okay, we're going to start with this and then move into regulate like alcohol. In other words, provide bar licenses, you know, provide distribution licenses. Right, provide just come up with the, the immediate transition for the short term just because it's there right now. Correct. But it's been two years. They've right. had 
two legislative sessions, and they're not regulating anything like alcohol. In fact, they're regulating it like medical marijuana, and then they're adding additional scrutinies on top of the medical marijuana code. You know, the, the constitutional amendment also says that they cannot recriminalize marijuana, okay? They can't introduce any new criminal code in marijuana in the state of Colorado. And, and take example, I think it's good to look at alcohol. I mean, look at alcohol in the reserve, uh, reverse position. Who in Colorado is being cited criminally for alcohol? Bars for underage sales? Liquor stores right for now, underage sales? Right, well, the thing is now they love in the combination of if you have alcohol and you can anybody smokes in your place and then boom. You're, you're I know, but I, I'm just talking about alcohol specifically. Like what criminal citations are being handed out for alcohol other than underage drinking and, and DUI? You can't think of one. Right? Are they are they busting me because I brought you a six pack and you reimbursed me for the cost of that beer and some gas? In fact, he showed Hell up at no. your party, brought you a case of beer. You had to reimburse him, right? Yeah, no, that I mean that that, that whole like uh, bartender thing too, as far as like, you know, oh yeah, you'll get you get busted if someone gets drunk and crashes. It never really happens. You know what I mean? It's okay, like, when does once it in a happen? while, very but not, but not. And so look look through so look through the looking glass from the other side. Okay, if marijuana is regulated like alcohol then alcohol is regulated like marijuana in the state of Colorado, right? Should be. Yeah, that well, that, that, that is the theory, right? I mean, you should basically be able to look at it both ways. I mean, if they are alike. Oh, and yeah. so there's, there's so many examples within the alcohol industry. Like, for example, have you ever seen a Coors Light with a child-proof cap? Mm-hmm. Yeah, or, or even Those like, things are hard to open, though. Or even if like, you have a little kid hands. Even doing tasters, doing tasters at liquor stores. You have know, you mean, ever like seen – like, Hey, try this. Have you, you know, seen like, a child-proof exit bag as you're yeah. leaving tipsies? Have you ever went into a liquor store and the guy at the counter tell you, oh, I can't sell you more than a six-pack? Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. You've got an out-of-state ID. I can only sell you a shot today, sir. Right. Uh, I mean, some stuff like that, like in Utah. Well, Utah's a this is a Utah. This is, this is the state of Colorado. <laughs> right. And we're regulating marijuana like alcohol in the state of Colorado. But, uh, what yeah. I'm saying, though, is like we, we – there was no one made any commitment to do that. Really. Well, the word "like" is a funny word. It, 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 if yeah. you bring up Utah, though, their whole thing was ran just like a private club, like we were running our club. Well, and that's that's exactly the point. It it, it has to permit for that. And, and you guys keep talking about remuneration. Remuneration actually means no profit. So every business in the state is running illegally, except for the collectives. Right. I right. mean, you know, they're they're selling all this weed and collecting tax money to tourists. Well, you know, say I fly in from Tennessee or Oklahoma or something. I don't want to buy a gram of wax. I've never done a dab. Right. I want to try a dab first, man. I don't want to be sucked into a whole 60, 70, 80 bucks. Right. Are you forced to buy a bottle of Jack Daniels if you just want a shooter? No. Nope. Hell no. You can get a shot. Especially, yeah. And you can't take it, you can't take it home either. You can take a <laughs> bottle of wine home, like, though, if you've opened you gotta, it. You got to, like, take this bottle and drink it today. But but you can you can open a bottle of wine and drink part of it and take it home, recork it and take it yeah. home. And you can't right. do that in the state of Colorado. That's no, obviously, yeah. obviously. So you know the thing is is like I, you know when you look at when you examine <coughs> multiple parts of it, you know, and when you look at it as a whole, and if you compare, you know, look, regulations are words, guys. Regulations are words. Words are important. Okay, that's what any lawyer will tell you. That's what any judge will tell you. Okay, and if so, if that's the case, then the words regulate like and alcohol are three very important words and i don't think it's too difficult to pull up the definitions of all three of those words lay them down succinctly in succession and say oh 
we're not doing that. We are regulating like medical and, marijuana. And they were side by side in the title, alcohol, marijuana, whatever the last word was. But it was in the title. Yeah, and I think it was also the alcohol uh, marijuana equalization initiative. Right. right. And That's so exactly what if we was. want to talk about equalization and you want to define equalization, well, we can get a lot more succinct about how it's not being regulated like alcohol. Yeah, no, we definitely, we definitely never got the even close to that in any way shape no or not not at yeah. all not in the, in more these like first pl- two years more like plutonium a little less <laughs> like alcohol yeah <laughs> well i feel jacked because of the way i voted for it because like he said that was the title of it and that's what i voted for i and wanted I, to be able to go into a bar and do a dab or a bong hit and i think anybody yeah. that did vote for it did vote for it in that respect look the reason we gave them a moral compass and a direction to go like alcohol was so that they didn't have to reinvent every wheel and reinvent every scenario that this is going to fit into it's just like alcohol but guess what it's weed and you smoke it or you eat it yeah exactly and it's like a lot of people don't have super comfy spots at their house to do these things and if they don't they don't have the tools to do it well if you got children i mean i've got a four-year-old at home and you know i'm i'm constantly out on the balcony you know smoking because you don't want to be cold and smoking yeah you're not going to chong out the baby but yeah would i like to go down to the bar locally while the wife sits at home with a four-year-old and yeah that would be great but i can't do that in the state of colorado in fact i provided a location that was more like alcohol than any other model in the state and i got undercover operatives in the building for it yeah, no, and they and it's a, it's like an evolution that's going to have to happen. Yeah, so as you're going to be as you're, you're, as you're dealing waters. with this, it'll when, be when, like the next guy will be like, oh, you know what? Guess what? The rules changed, and the next guy rolls in. He owns a bar, so they like him because he owns a real bar. Oh, you have a real bar. You know how to deal with people drunks all day, so now you can deal with all these stoners, and that's what they're going to think like. You know what I mean? Like, we're and you're and you're accurate, worse. Adam. What's going to happen? I, I I'll, I'll look at my crystal ball and I'll tell you exactly what's going to happen in the landscape. Okay. Glendale is bringing in bars, weed bars, okay? They're going to come. They're coming soon, okay? And they're going to be in Glendale, whether it's by city council voting it in. Yeah, we think it's a great idea. Or the voter initiative goes in next year and the city itself votes it in, okay? Now, what's going to happen is the city of Glendale is going to see a huge revenue, sure. okay? And pretty soon, just like Aurora got jealous of Denver, Denver will get jealous of Glendale, and pretty soon they'll be like, you know what? Maybe we can put in like a dozen weed bars in the city, you know? And then they will make it like a $400,000 requirement and find the biggest nightclub owners in the city, Vinyl and all those guys, and then they'll they'll put a tax structure in, and they'll rape everybody, and they'll be like, oh, yeah, this was a great idea. Of course, like years later. And then – but at the same time be overly restrictive around those places – for anybody else who's like not abiding by the rules and stuff, and they'll be really harsh, more harsh on that because they know that it's like a, like it's like getting a ticket downtown. I can't believe it how fast I get one in my car now. I'm like, go go down there, run inside to grab one thing, come out, and it's like, now what the fuck is there a ticket for? I paid the meter, I did. Oh, it's your license plate is not in the right place, and you're like, I don't even have a fucking front bumper, dude. I, I put my thing in the top. It's like there's no bumper. I got that one last week. And you're like, are you kidding me? It's like if you're of a jeep or anything like that, you're definitely gonna get a ticket because you can't put one there. Or- well, the thing is, is look, you know, I look, I'm down to provide anybody a reimbursement model. Okay, so my position is, is that at this point of this of the game, I we need as much press on this as we can. Okay, because th- this is the deal. 
everybody's got to be aware of what Denver's doing and how they're doing it. Look, they started threatening uh, bars with their liquor licenses through excise and licensing, okay? Well, we didn't have a liquor license, so we didn't have a liquor license to threat. So they had to turn around and do nuisance and abatement, which is exactly what they did to us in grassroots, okay? We haven't even had our court dates yet, and they're already filing nuisance and abatement you know, charges. They're already having Ryan evicted, too. Yeah, and so... so I was just going to read, read that article. We were trying to get Ryan on the phone today. Did you hear back from him, Adam? No, I didn't get back from him. No. He's a busy oh, maybe man. Maybe that's him right now. That's 206, though. Let's bring yeah. him on. Looks like Washington. Washington. Oh, it must be... Oh, could be seats here now. Seats here now, seats here now. Bringing us an Alaska Cup date. Crackle, crackle. You made it. Nice. Yeah, it took a little cool. minute. Hey. Hey. You got us, kid? Welcome to the Adam Dunn Show. Yo, yo, who we got there? Go ahead. Can, you should be do, able to hear us. Do we, hello, caller, can you hear us? Mm. Hello. Hello. Yeah, can you hear, can you hear you. us? We can hear you. Yeah, I got you. Nice. We got you. What's going on? What What's going on, man? <laughs> Cranking up a little Introduce bit. Introduce yourself. Break Break us. Oh. Break us your update. Hi guys. This is I was just in the front room and so I had the radio on, so I had to come in the bathroom. Uh, uh, this is James and CJ now, uh, bringing me the Alaska, the Great Alaskan Cup date. Um, yeah, so what cup are you at up there? Uh, actually, it's the Northwest Cannabis Classic. Uh, it's the first of three shows. Uh, it's a newer company. Uh, put up with Corey's, really nice guy. Uh, they've done it really professionally. Um, what they're, what they, uh, what, what it seems to me like they're aiming at is uh, the three recreational Northwestern states. So they got Oregon. Um, they've got Seattle coming up. Uh, although Washington just pulled some major uh, illegal law crap. Um, but that's the plan is that to, do, to do the three northwestern states. And then the winner of this cup goes on to compete against the winner of that cup, and it's kind of a, a cool little setup. And, w- and we were just talking about uh, we're talking about how lame it is here because you can't open up anything possible to consume it. Are they going for, like, uh, wreck, full wreck with places to smoke, you think? Or is there any kind of plans for that? Or have they talked about... Because they're so far separate from where we are, maybe they'll they'll not know what. How, don't don't pick this idea up. This is the one idea you don't want to pick up. But what do you think? What do you think is the uh, situation up there for that? Uh, I, I tried to look into that. They, um, um, I guess it, so. So they passed the law in Oregon. There, then they're ninety. They have a ninety window. I guess it's from when they've been told they flipped up um, their law in February. But kind of like Washington, I guess they. Um, it's run by the liquor board, and so when you put the drunks in charge of the stoners, and let your competition write your laws, they kind of drag the feet. And uh, I guess they haven't put the, implemented the right processes to put the right mechanisms into place. And so currently, um, it's the gray area. You can possess up to an ounce. And you can write what you can't buy seeds anywhere or at clones because they don't have stores where you have it. You just pass that phone. Uh, I've heard that you can um, you can do deliveries and you can, uh, let's say you would um, sell the baggie and then um, give away the product <laughs> as donation. Sure. So fifty dollar um, baggie. So that that area, but yet they pass recreational, but yet there's you know um, they haven't implemented the process, so to say. Surprise, surprise, uh, and therefore nothing's open. 
But the cup was awesome, yeah? The cup was awesome. Uh, I was really uh, surprised. I, um, I missed my first flight. Um, if you know me, I usually try to get there about half hour before I'm supposed to fly out. And, uh, well, <laughs> this time I missed it, so it cost me a little extra some bucks to go. But uh, it was well worth it. It was really nice. It was like I call uh, khakis and, uh, and polos on carpet. It was uh, kind of like a more industrial <laughs> trade show. So um, instead of just um, free joints and dabs and T-shirts, and it was more business and ATMs and uh, industry and lights and uh, nutrients and some local trim guys and some local dispensaries. And this was pretty hot. Cool. Um, but they did they did a competition still, right? Like a, a proper... Cups oh, correct. Yeah, they had a full-on uh, competition that had um, uh, concentrates, flour, um, hybrid, sativa, all that good stuff as well. Nice. Nice. So did you get to try sample any of the, the entries? How were they? Were, were there any interesting trends being so disconnected from us here in the lower 48? Um, I, I did try some of the entries. Uh, some of them were nice. Um, of course, I asked everybody if you have Matt Nuska Penifex. Of course. Or if you have the APS. And every, everybody had it. And I was like, no, no. No, everybody the had jar. it. The new jar. So I still, I'm still on the great hunt. Um, I've heard some very, very interesting stories that could um, almost take the Alaska show all over again. Um, but the strains that were won, um, the first place for uh, Indica was Justin, I believe, or excuse me, was Brandon with uh, his boys ATF. Um, then Justin from Green Dream Farms took first for his engine diesel on the concentrates. And then uh, my guy Evan uh, took Sativa and Hybrid, which uh, I'll get them on the horn air soon. And he uh, was really, really good with his berry breath and then his orange juice. Which nice. I was like, orange juice? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Nice. So I had to go. Inquire made a quick text, uh, and then my inquiry led to it was Gage Green's orange juice, not franchise orange juice. Interesting. Uh, cool. The one that we had put uh, cease and desist on. So I get those guys in, on the phone and let them holler about that. But yeah, it was, uh, it was really nice. Um, I, I asked them if they were, if I was on like a kind of nice weather streak, but the weather's been not too bad. Um, I guess, it, of course, it snows like out of here, but I, I, I watched the show, but. Uh, it's, it's been it's been nice. The people are really nice. Uh, the hotel rates are expensive as hell. But <laughs> are there polar <laughs> bears? Cool. I, I up to the, polar bears. No, the pictures um, that he posted looked beautiful. It didn't look all snowy and miserable. I saw one of the pictures he posted and it looked beautiful there. There was no polar bears. I mean, there are polar bears in Alaska. I would assume, but not in. It would have to be like in the areas closer to Antarctica. It you got to get be. one of those hats, those polar bear hat things. Not the real ones, but just <laughs> big stupid fake well, ones. Well, big I stupid fake one. Talked about any penguins? They, um, they didn't. They, at first, you know, I am kind of a serious smartass, and so at first, one guy thought it was serious. And he was like, "Oh, are you here for a zoo? Or do you want to go on a tour? Where do you find to get this penguin?" And I was like, "I don't know. I'm here. You're supposed to tell me." Um, and then he went into his spiel. I was like, "No, no, dude, I'm joking." He's like, "Oh, oh, oh." He's like, "Oh, we ship everything. Bears." Like, no, I send around a penguin. Guy wants. So you found the right hustle. You found the guy who could get us a baby anything we wanted. Baby anything. Pretty much. Polar bear. Pretty much a baby everything. I told him I missed the guy. I wanted just definitely need a polar bear down here. Pushing it. I was on the wrong wrong area. But um, so I've got the guys here in 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 the house. Um, I'll let you holler at them. They can uh, talk. I'll put Evan on the phone first. He took uh, two first place uh, uh, trophies home. 
which is pretty all right. I think. Yeah, nice. Right um, on. One, thank- one was, um, like I said, the orange juice, which uh, has history behind it. And then the other one has some THC lineage behind it. Um, and uh, and then one of them is a personal strand. So I'll put him on the phone right now. Cool. Heaven, actually. Right on. Thanks, man. Hey, you guys. How are you doing? Hey, how's it going, man? Yo, yo. Hey, how's it going? Good. I'm doing very good. I've actually, uh, I've been listening to your guys' show for a few months, and I'm a big fan and um, of Adam Dunn especially. No offense to the rest of you guys, but um, <laughs> I've been growing your gear for a long time. Nice. And I'm going to bring a joint with me into our little spot here, and um, I'm going to spark you. i got some Burmese Kush here. Awesome. Nice. That I've been growing for about two years, and we got, uh, I bought a bunch of random one pack. I think I bought like your Acorn, your A Train, your uh, Cushage, and the Burmese Kush, and there was something else. A lot of faith on a one pack. On one of the seed banks, and just grabbed a couple of these things. And uh, the Burmese was the shortest, slowest growing one in veg, and so I gave it to a friend. Yeah. And my friend showed me these pictures two months later of this purple top canopy and these chunky buds with these warts all over them, and I regretted very much giving him the best of all the plants. But um, not to say that the other ones weren't good. Yeah. Um, I think I had the, your critical hog I kept for about six months. Yeah. Uh, just a great yield, uh, which in Alaska means a lot because people up here pay for yield. They don't pay for product quality. So Unfortunately. Well, um, that's, that's kind of Yeah, a... and uh, to, to correct James, I won uh, Indica and um and uh hybrid, kind of not, no way. not sativa um that orange juice it's kind of a uh it's a could go either way it's got sativa families on it um but when i looked it up on seedfinder.eu and for any of you who don't use that website get on there um it's a european site that you can track your parent your, your p1s your p2s your parental generations and see where your strain came from and is they don't like, have, always have the newest stuff i like well, what you breeders are putting in my uh in my in my medicine so <laughs> yeah is that the kind of pie charty one they yeah. have they have something like that, yeah. You can go on and on and on with those. Yeah, pictures. it just keeps going in. Yeah, it yeah. looks like you're not. Yeah, well, and, yeah, and it, it, it's great because you know the OG Kush one is uh, you know unknown, and I listened to your guys' OG Kush show, and it was pretty much what got me hooked on your show because I was blown away the entire time, and then I got an Instagram and I started talking to Bubba, um, nice. <clears throat> and uh, I uh, hold on a second, name's gonna call here it's been away. Okay, sorry. Um, so I got a hold of Bubba on Instagram and asked him about that, and he said, oh, we've already got people up in Alaska we're working with. And I was like, really, already? We got a year out, and we already got you California guys coming up here? Come on. So that's one complaint I have to the guys who, you know, all you pros out there who want to come to our industry is stay away. Um, <laughs> we Alaska for the Alaskans. Yeah, it's, uh, we don't have, we have a, this landlocked like Hawaii has, and um, people, you know, generally aren't, aren't bringing new cuts up here there's not a lot there's basically no one breeds up here um i'm one of a few um the cup i won for hybrid was a hybrid i did from gauge greens berry breath or i'm sorry mine is berry breath uh they're grateful breath which is ogkb times their cookie cut they're not yeah their cookie ogkb cookies times their og cut um, which Adam, I'm not sure if you're aware of. I don't know if I should spill the beans on this, but is your underdog OG? 
Um, did you know that? Did you know that uh, the, that particular company who uh, produced my orange juice got their uh, male OG from your underdog selection? No, no. I mean, I wouldn't wouldn't doubt. Not surprised. Wouldn't, Not wouldn't surprised. surprise me no. <laughs> no. So so really, the, the ironic thing is here getting to talk to you is that your underdog OG is the grandparent of my orange juice. And it's a great grandparent of my berry breath because both of my projects, uh, or the the product you bred off of, was uh, this grateful breath, which was OG KB cookies times your underdog OG selection from them right. that they called Joseph. I, I almost don't want to give the name away because I hate to tell ruin the story. Whoa, whoa, whoa! The Joseph OG is the underdog OG. Yep, I, I wow. hope I'm not ruining it for anybody because Gage, Gage Green's been very good to me. They've sent me hundreds and hundreds of dollars of testers. And uh, I have an email to verify it. I don't know if I should tell anybody. Uh, I guess they are on the radio, so the word's out. But, yeah, words they, they went out. through a, a pack of your underdog, yeah. and they found Joseph OG. And uh, they've been <laughs> working off your good efforts ever since. Well, um, that's kind of part of the game anyway. That plant has gone wrong. Nice. Um, I mean, they, they grow a lot of good stuff that I've enjoyed with uh, underdog with, with their Joseph OG. So, so, so you've, got, you've got genetics in both my plants. Um, my uh, what I did originally was I, had, I got a blackberry, uh, local blackberry. I think from the blueberry project from DJ Short. Um, I'm not sure about that. Kind of a guess. Those fruit strains are in Oregon, which, so I went to one? Oregon and I got this blackberry strain, and it was just the best pie I'd ever seen. And my friends were growing it down there, and they were all growing the same cut. And uh, I, I brought it back with me to Alaska. I'm not going to say how because of legal reasons. <laughs> um, but it got back here somehow, and uh, after three days without seeing any light, um, and uh, it got it got put in uh, some cubes and rooted, and um, I thought since it was so good, I wanted to preserve it, and I threw some pollen on it, just a regular old pollen checker from a Goji OG from uh, Bodhi Seeds, and um, ended up with uh, Blackberry OG. Then I did an open pollination with 17 other strains from Oregon, I just... I went nuts. I went down there last year, and um, I went crazy and uh, got a bunch of cuts. And this was these, these two. That one was, turned out pretty well. So I hope I guess the next cut I do will uh, be uh, good, and I can win an award for that too. I don't know. We'll see. I at least had a good parent. And uh, thank you, um, Adam, for producing such a good underdog OG. And um, if I have an MCF story for you, if you want it, but I think my time I'm almost out of time. Uh, I'm going to tell the MCF story, and then I'm going to get the phone back to James. Yeah, do okay. it, do it, do it. MCF. Well, I, I'll tell it later. Okay, here's, here's, here's James back. I got time schedule. I got time schedule. All right, so I got to give a shout-out real quick to the Father Labs. I got gas in my seeds, TH seeds, of course. Uh, I just added Mosca seeds. Um, of course, they've got that skinny 99 mail that they're working with. Uh, Best Coast Genetics, Exotic Genetics. Um, shout-out to Tanner from AU uh, with his awards at High Times and Exotic for the what. I can only describe as Coke-like uh, dry sifts. Um, it was phenomenal. Is that the only way you could describe <laughs> it? No other way, way to describe, describe it. Could have said meth. Could have said meth. Could have said meth. meth. It's very Coke-like. Very meth-like, Coke-like. Well, was it not very Coke-like to you guys? I mean, I've never seen the product, of course, only on TV, but it looked like for, like Coke would look like. And I don't know. Like, like baking <laughs> soda. Right, yeah. 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 Like baking soda. I don't know. Uh, shout out to Tanner, of course, with his propane uh, over at AU. Um, you know, I'm a propane queen. So right now I'm going to put you on the horn with uh, Justin at Green Green, um, Green Green Farms. 
Uh, here you go. Hey, what's up, guys? How's it going, Justin? Hey, Justin, what's going down? Oh, pretty, pretty good. Uh, first time on the show, and uh, I just gotta, gotta say, I've been listening for a little bit here, and it's a pretty good show. Awesome, and, thanks, uh, man. Pretty excited to be on. <laughs> awesome, thank you. So, tell us about your entry that you won with. So, uh, I won with uh, Tangerine Diesel. Uh, Tangerine Diesel was, um, I took a Femme from, uh, let's see here, that came from Reserva Provada, their uh, Tangy. And uh, I took a male from, I believe that was Reeferman Sour Diesel. And I bred those two together, and uh, that's actually the cup. That's what won up here. They, they, they love that Tangy taste, and it followed up with that Diesel, and it just. Uh, Freaked them out, I guess. <laughs> they said they loved it. Nice. How long have you been growing that? Um, in Alaska, let's see here, about ten years. Okay. Um, How about that one? Here about that long, but uh, I'm actually a Southern Idaho boy and uh, was growing down there in cornfields for uh, quite some time before we moved to Alaska. So nice. Um, but a uh, huge fan of uh, THC. Got to say, uh, love uh, sage and sour. Love critical hog. Uh, love the dark star. Uh, nice. It rocks. Good, good, good stuff there. Sweet, sweet. Good to hear. There's all uh, so, some things up there at least, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like people. D- There's a few people there. really digging you up in Alaska. You should go. I, up I need to get to up there. I need to get up there for sure. No, I was going to go on this trip with uh, James. That was my original plan, but it kind of came up real quick. So next time for sure. It sounds like a, it was the only. It was the only cup that didn't get hassled this time. So it was perfect. Too cold. Polar bears. <laughs> Cops <laughs> hate polar bears. Definitely. Yeah. It actually worked out really well. Uh, um, actually, a couple of seed companies actually got hassled by the event center, and the uh, the chief of police actually came in and said, "No, they can sell their seeds; they're all good." So it was uh, nice it was actually uh, quite a different scene than what uh, you guys were talking about in Nevada. <laughs> Alaska, nice, nice to hear, nice to hear. Right on. So, well, uh, anything else you want to include? Share with our audience, uh, I think. I think that's about all I had. Just uh, kind of wanted to say, uh, give a word out for Alaska, and hopefully uh, we keep doing it right. Yeah, right on. We definitely want to, I think, try some of that, that Tangy Diesel. Sounds good. Sounds nice. Sounds nice. Yeah, we'll, we'll come up. You guys will always be welcome here. <laughs> nice. No, we'll be up there. We'll be up there for sure. We're doing Alaska event for sure. Just because yeah. that's, never, you know, I love new places they haven't been to. It's like. And Alaska is one of those spots because polar bears. Everyone always has preconceptions <laughs> of everything. Cool. Thank right, you very right. much. Well, well, thanks for well, cool. thanks well, for checking thank in. Thank you guys for having me on the show. Yep. Right on. Thank you. Oh, bike killing it from the bottle back there. Two liters Two Sprite liters hit him Sprite. behind well, the screen. Also, want to shout out real quick to uh, Doghouse. Uh, excuse, excuse me. Doghouse. 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 Dark Horse Genetics. Hey, never heard of them. Never heard of them. Never heard of them. I've got both winners that are requesting uh, some banner packs of the King Banner. I know Jason's in the house. Uh, Jason's everywhere, so I'm surprised he's anywhere right now. There's, uh, he can't hear you either. Those. It's true. Uh, we're also looking, we're waiting for a phone call from coming in from the first place for Kiva. Uh, he'll be coming in, uh, calling. And then, uh, so if that call comes in on Skype, that's him. Um, cool. That's Brandon, the Alaskan grower. Uh, with a Bodhi Seed uh, ATF cut, which I was like, oh, that's nice. But right now I'm going to put you on the phone with Evan and tell them he's going to tell you a little bit about his uh, ATF story. But if uh, the phone rings coming in from Skype, that's the other guy. All cool. Right. Sounds good.
And I talk a lot, so if you need to jump in and ask a question, just do it. Um, as you noticed when I got on the phone there, I just kind of went with it. So uh, when Brandon calls in, shut me up. Or if I get out of line or you got a question, shut me up. Um, so the real MTF story, I wrote you guys I wrote you guys an email when I heard you were doing your Alaska show. And um, I don't know if you just didn't read it or if it was too late, you know, or something like that. But I said, whoa, 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 you guys are going to be doing the MTF story. Um, let me send you some info on this. And I wrote a little a couple paragraphs and... The message was probably too long, but I don't know. Um, Sometimes it gets lost in the spam. We may not have seen that. Tell tell me more. Yeah, it was, it was just it was to your info at the Adam Dunn. Yeah, show sometimes that stuff gets com. spam boxed. It doesn't know. Um, it's pretty dumb. So sometimes we'll okay. go through the spam box and find old gems. But but I, yeah, I we found some me. good ones very late at night. When yeah, but like, what? But I don't know hell? that this one may have slipped through the radar. So this MTF thing um I, I grew up here i've been here since 82 i know a lot of old timers up here and they've grown a lot of strains that are northern lights based strains um or that have uh their roots in maybe an early skunk um you know when hid lights came out uh everybody started going indoors in the 80s because you, you couldn't grow up here out, outdoor uh people would do a light dip where they'd they do a plant or two outdoors on like a uh, truck bed thing, or not a truck bed, but like a pull, you know, pull your four-wheeler out of, of the barn, pull it back in, you know, kind of do light depth thing for a, for an outdoor grow. Um, but um, the MTF was specifically when weed first got frosty up here, and it started coming out of the valley. And so we've got the pipeline coming up here, and there's millions and millions of dollars pouring in, and there's more money for drugs and girls and whatever you want if you got a job on the slope and you're getting paid you know who god knows how much an hour or a week you know for working full-time these guys would all go up work for two weeks and they all come back and they blow all their money so they had money for the, the nicest pot around and the nicest pot around was someone had taken this northern lights cut and they'd probably crossed it with a skunk or crossed it with something and they put frost on it and out of this this frosted cut that was in the valley there were four or five sisters or something like that. And so pretty much it was just that any time someone was getting really good weed out of the valley, they were just calling it MTF. Just like you guys were talking about that Kush bud when you did your OG Kush episode. I was like, oh, my God, that's the same thing. You know, the, the chronic, the crippy, the, uh, you know, the, it was that, it was the kryptonite. I mean, it was just, it, it was just a good weed. It was the MTF. Um, and it still happened to be that the valley is the cultivation area, as you guys mentioned in your last uh, episode. And um, it's uh, got it's a great place. Everybody's got a lot of space from each other. It's a great place to grow, um, even indoors, uh, outdoors. We've got hundred multi hundred pound pumpkins and um, cabbages uh, out in the valley. But also, there's a really great group of uh, cannabis growers who've been doing it for the last thirty years. And um, once they were figured out how to put frost on the flower, they started getting uh, some. Uh, they started we call an MTF. Um, but if you grab any random cut up here, and there's a lot of bad ones, there's tons of bad genetics up here, which is why I started breeding, because I saw there were nicer plants out there, and I said, what the shit am I growing this stuff for? Um, so I find a nice plant, and then so I started buying seeds about five years ago, um, some THC super size, um, <laughs> and uh, doing some my own stuff. And my friends all of a sudden thought I was the best grower in the world because I just had the new, the new stuff. I had, I, I had trichomes. Alaska hasn't had trichomes uh, really until the last five years people started buying seeds. That sounds terrible. So MTF, from what I know from people in the valley and from the old-timers, is it's pretty much just that chronic. It's that good weed that was coming in from the valley. And so they said, oh, is 